0: This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast, Barstool Talk Daily, except it's really early in the morning and no booze, for the most part. Thank
1: you so much. Good morning and welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We're all getting our Monday morning started here together, and it is good to have you along with us. We have a lot uh, of ground to get covered today, and this week, for that matter. And we're going to go around here in just a few minutes. Everybody's going to share something that they're working on. Uh, But before we get to any of that, Aunt Aunt Becky's going to be due Two months. I was trying to think, like, if somebody says, I, I did a dime at San Quentin, what's that, like, a ten, ten, 10 years? 10 problem? years. Oh, right. And Becky's doing two tenths of a penny, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> two twelfths of a penny. What is that, one sixth of a penny? I don't know. <laughs> she's uh, going to have two months that she's. Well, and I, when I say actually serve in a jail, I don't even know if that means she's actually going to do two months in the jail or not.
2: Right. Um The the district attorney was trying to make it so that she will be serving it. But because of the pandemic, they're especially yeah, yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. yeah, that they're like, eh, gonna happen.
1: Lori and her husband Massimo agreed to a plea deal back in May. Also, she was fined $150,000, has to do 100 hours of community service.
3: If Massimo's going to jail, does that mean Stussy is going to be watching their stuff while they're gone?
1: Massimo has actually got five months. Yes. Uh, He got an additional charge of wire and mail fraud. So he got five months in prison. And uh, Lori admitted, this all kind of came down on Friday. She she admitted making a, quote, awful decision. This is more from Aunt Beck's. I thought I was acting out of love for my children, but in reality, it only undermined my daughter's abilities and accomplishments. She seems to be handing it, it, handling it in stride, though. Uh, the daughter. And she added, my decision helped exacerbate existing inequalities in society. Huh. Yeah. Rich people getting to cut corners uh, to benefit their kids—I don't think is anything new, but mm-hmm. uh, I guess you
3: again. Isn't this a thing that happens regularly that nobody has a problem with? Where if you just like go donate a wing or a building?
2: You mean if you're Dr. Dre's daughter and you <laughs> donate exactly a, a music center?
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, usually the the children of wealthy parents don't have that much trouble getting into a college <laughs> someplace. Uh, all right. The box office is back, kinda And, uh, unhinged Swept the box office over the weekend Making $4 million That's the Russell Crowe Thriller It played in more than 1,800 theaters And grossed about $4 million in the U.S. Are any of the theaters in town open yet?
4: Yeah
1: Okay Yes. Has anybody been to a movie? No epidemiologists say that they would not recommend going back to a movie yet. Um, Just in case you were wondering, uh, these epidemiologists uh, say no, there's (laughs) there's no way that's a you know, that that's a safe place to be if you don't want to get coronavirus at the movies.
2: See, but I still vote that if you were to do the renting of the movie theater for yourself like that could be that could be okay
1: what for like you and one guest
2: it's like a hundred bucks
1: to rent the theater for you and a guest
2: 20 friends you can bring 20 people are allowed
1: yeah I guess it would work out as long as none of your 20 friends have uh, have the vid
2: well and you don't even have to invite 20 friends I mean I could rent it out it's me and Joanna just chilling
1: for a hundred bucks yeah why not yeah, that'd be kind of worth
2: it. Yeah, see? It'd be worth it. Imagine nobody else is in the theater. You get
4: to oh, pick bless your scene. You.
2: Oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> you okay over there? Yeah, I got Found this. On. Uh, summer allergies, I'm sure.
4: Oh, my God.
1: Buzz, do you have the Rona? No, I don't.
4: Stay away from me.
1: No, I, I don't because I, I have been know is one of them hot spots over there. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been around Anybody, do you know what I spent my entire vacation doing?
2: Calling me to yell at me for going to your house. Yeah, I did that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll circle back to that in a second. (laughs) Uh, So, my mom and dad still have their farm, Mm -hmm. and they don't have their cattle anymore, so I didn't have to mess with that. Sure, but they've got all that land. I had to brush hog. I don't know if you know what a brush hog is, it's basically you put the I assume it was combing a pig. No. It's uh like this attachment that goes on a tractor. It basically turns your tractor into a gigantic lawnmower. Cool, cool. To do so I did that. I did a lot of hoeing.
4: <laughs> yeah, what, you did.
1: What what do you think backhoeing is?
4: Swing on your back.
1: And you and being a hoe? Yeah.
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you
1: go. <laughs> you city folks. <laughs> anyway, I got a nice like a a nice uh, redneck tan going on, <laughs> everything.
3: You got the farmer's tan?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I got a big farmer's tan going nice. on. Um, it was not sweltering hot in Oklahoma like the hot, like overnight. It would get down in the sixties, and in the morning it'd be super nice. I'd oh, get out, and get this work nice. done. Oh, it was almost crisp the air. And how was it here? Awful. Yeah, just oppressively hot.
2: Sweetie,
1: sweetie. Can anybody uh, update me on any anything that's gone on or anything that I need to know? Any any drama uh, brewing no. that I need to know about? Just
3: you hating yeah. on Lisa for going over to your house. I didn't hate
1: on her. I just called and said, Sanchez, you're telling me you don't <laughs> go to my house for any of my parties, but you do go over when you know I'm out of town. <laughs> I saw a video, and I'm like, hey, that's my backyard. <laughs> I'm like... That's Lisa with a with my bull whip. <laughs> what were you doing? You could have put your eye out with that thing. First of all, it? I was
2: a natural. Let's start with that. I was amazing <clears throat> with that bull whip. Mm-hmm. Second of all, the dogs were not scared of me.
1: They're scared of that bull whip, and I never, I've never hit them. They just hate the sound of it.
2: Nah, they're fine.
1: Were they <laughs> uh, Were they good? Did they jump up on you or no, try and get out of the yard or, or anything? Babies,
2: no, they were great. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Those are the perfect dogs. They're so nice.
1: All right. And you haven't seen their other side, (laughs) (laughs) where they chase chickens and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And Joanna, what's new with you? It's been a week since I've seen you, Joanna.
4: Oh, it has. Yeah,
1: what's going on in your life? Not much. Your neighbor's still partying?
4: No. Mine were. They were? Over the weekend. Did they have the... (laughs) (laughs) I had to call the cops (laughs) on them again. Dang.
3: Do they it's ever? It's funny though because it, like you could tell that when the cops did show up, people at the party thought they were in trouble for being at a party because like, the people yeah. who were parked right in front. Look, first of all, I had to put earmuffs on my kid so she could sleep. That's how loud it was, and they're across the street and a few houses
1: down. Well, what night was
3: it? I mean, Saturday night. All right.
2: How late were they up though?
3: Um, midnight, I think. All I know is I went to go put my kid to sleep and it sounded like the party was literally right outside her room. So like, look, if you want to have a party, that's fine. Just turn it down. I'm not going over there because there was at least 50 plus people Dang. in this tiny little backyard. And
2: they didn't invite you?
3: Sorry. I wouldn't have gone anyway. I don't want to go. But I mean, they, they seem like pretty decent people. I always say hi to them when I see them on the street, you know, give them a head nod. But the, when I had a real problem was when the guests who were either showing up or leaving oh yeah, uh, decided to race up and down the street. And at that point, I was like, okay, so I called non-emergency. Now I'm calling 911 because I'm going to be preventing an emergency because that dude almost hit two cars leaving right. here. So I did, and then the cops showed up. And when they did, all of a sudden you see a couple of people leave the side yard, and they were parked right in front of my house. My wife and I were sitting on our patio the whole time. Like, we were actually kind of enjoying it. My wife's dancing to the music and stuff because you could you know, still hear
1: it. It sounds like somebody was a little raw over not being invited to uh, <laughs> the party.
3: And... uh so as the t- as the couple is walking across the street, you hear the guy going, "Just get in the car, just get in the car, just get in the car, just get in the car."
1: Did you give him like a courtesy, go over? Hey guys, no,
3: nope, there's cur- too many people over there. I'm not doing that. What? what there are
4: you- were a lot of Rona spreaders. You yeah. think Brandon's gonna go to that? I'm
3: mm-hmm. not getting near that.
4: Well, you didn't have
1: to get in there and mosh with them or anything. I'm just saying, go <laughs> over. Or, or- well, next time, I'll call you and you can head on over. I, I'm I'm just asking. I mean, I wasn't accusing. I that's, just but said that's I'm I'm telling you why I did not. And mm. then you're like, well, why didn't you do that? You
3: should have done that. No. All right. Have some. I mean, seriously, it was freakishly loud. And then they had like, they had a DJ and everything. And even yeah. the DJ gets on the mic and he goes like, "Not a problem, folks. Apparently, just the neighbors want us to turn it down."
1: Well, he was right, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Brandon right. in the back going. Yeah, that's me, baby. (laughs) (laughs) The neighbors want us to turn it down,
3: (laughs) but credit to them, they did and they kept it down. That's good. I mean, like they, yeah. I mean, look, if you want to have your Rona party over there, just keep (laughs) it down. All right,
4: Rona
1: party. (laughs) All right, we got about three and a half minutes, so let's uh, let everybody know what we're working on. Brandon, we got you wound up, so let's go ahead and uh, get a preview of sports coming up later this morning. Um, geez, which one do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about? Oh, uh, here,
3: Philadelphia got got bounced, Philadelphia like swept
1: by the Celtics, right? Sw-
3: swept out of the playoffs. Yep. However, there was a baseball card that has now oh, broken yeah. the record for the highest selling card ever. Okay. And no, I, it's not the Honus Wagner card.
1: I don't know how. Like there, there are baseball cards that get sold, like uh, Babe Ruth when he was playing Honus Wagner. I mean, how is a how is a rookie card from an, a, a still act, a still in his prime player, go for that much money? It's apparently a one of a kind
3: card, and it sold for almost four million dollars.
5: Yeah, and
3: Lisa, it's, and it sold just a couple of years ago for four hundred thousand.
1: Yeah, but it's a guy who's still playing, who's still yes. like in the like one of the top players. Yeah. Well, it's, can we just say who it yeah, is? It's Mike. It's, it's Mike Trout. Mike Trout. So Mike Trout's rookie card, which there must have been. Come on, how were there not a half a million of those printed? I don't know. All right. Lisa News headlines. What do we have coming up in the news later?
2: Obviously, lots of things to talk about. But the biggest news I would say would be Kelly Ann Conway. She's mm. out.
1: She says it has to do with family issues. And you're thinking, well, her husband is like the, one of the top Republicans who's a, a critic of of. Uh, Donald Trump
3: he's it's actually the, one
2: of the head Guys at the Lincoln it's got to be the
3: strangest Household man
2: well he's out Too so he was at the Lincoln Project and he has decided To step down from that position as well And he's saying it's for family issues So they're both leaving, leaving, leaving Their jobs in Washington well
1: they're saying It has to do with their daughter so their daughter Has been on I think TikTok Or whatever
4: I, I saw it on Twitter
1: On Twitter She's, Uh you know, talking about her parents and...
4: Wanting to be emancipated.
1: And she wants to be emancipated. Uh So it sounds like Kellyanne and George, who... God, I can just only imagine the breakfast table talk (sighs) that must go on at that place. I mean...
4: I picture Kellyanne Conway sitting on the chair with, like, her little footsies underneath her. Mm -hmm. With her food and, like, her phone.
1: She's... The Kellyanne pose. Yeah. Yeah, right. And it's like, so... Saw that you called Donald Trump's staff Nazi enablers yesterday. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that how their breakfast nice. table talk goes? No, Alright, Joanna, how about entertainment news? What do we have coming up in entertainment?
4: Oh, Korea was the first place in the world to screen Tenet. It did not make number one over there, though.
1: Yeah. It, it did. And
4: reviews are out for it. And A lot of them are calling it a disappointment. Really? That's a bummer. Mm, I know. But for us here, Buzz, mark it down. Monday, August 31st is when it starts premiering in our town.
1: One week. Is that a week from today? Yep. All right. BJ at the movies. BJ at the movies for tenant. I don't know if I want to risk it over a movie that's disappointing. (laughs) 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 Kind of waiting for, for something.
0: Rent the theater. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast
1: we got a couple of stories. Uh, if you ever become uh, intoxicated or, uh, you know, have a drink or two, whether socially or by yourself, you might be interested in these stories. Uh, Brandon's uh, got a report about a, a hangover cure Ooh. that might already be on the store shelves. So we're going to find out about that. And there's this amazing thing that they say your phone can do right now. And that is, tell if you're drunk by the way you're walking. So we're going to get uh, into these coming up here in just a few moments. Um, oh, we had some people in the chat already this morning uh, saying that they went to the movies and there were only like like 15 people there. Uh, you can join us on the chat or you can join us and just see what's happening in the studio. We do that through Facebook. And we've got a live stream of the morning show all morning just find Buzz Adams morning show on Facebook and you'll be there um, at some point this week I'm gonna have a true crime report you know what maybe i'll maybe I'll save it for tomorrow and I'll do that thing how how did it work out when when I posted like the the thing on our website where you could follow along and see all the
4: you would send shots. me the story.
1: Yeah, no, no, but I mean, did it seem like it was good or did anybody oh, yeah. read it? Oh, yeah. It was okay.
4: good.
1: All right. Uh, Brandon's going to have sports <laughs> coming up here in about uh, about 30 minutes. Are we going to have a Monday morning quiz? We do. Mm-hmm.
3: An alternative fact quiz.
1: Do you know what the topic is yet or you're not aware of that yet?
3: No, the topic is
1: Waffles or breakfast Ooh. foods in general because it's National Waffle it Day. It is. It is waffle oh, so happy waffle. I like every kind of waffles except one. But
4: What uh, kind is
1: that? Uh, I'll let you I'll let you use your magic.
4: It's probably that new kind that the Lego mermaid or that
1: one? that Eggo is actually selling. Yeah. Were those the uh the mermaid waffles?
2: Mhm. Yes. Yeah.
1: You always want to consult Urban Dictionary before you name your product. That's mm-hmm. just good advice for everybody. Well, not
3: even name, but come up with something because it's yeah. not the name that's the bad thing; it's the color of the waffle.
1: Oh, I, I had heard that they originally were going to call—they were going to call it blue waffles—until somebody pointed out, hey, "Dude, you can't call so it." So that's blue something waffles. super gross. Mm. Dude. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, find out. So you tell us, uh, Brandon, about the hangover cure. Yeah. And I will tell you uh, about what your phone can already do pertaining to you being faced. So you go first.
3: A group of researchers in Finland, they wrapped up a study on potential hangover cures, and they have found one that actually gets the job done. And it's already on the market. It's existed for a long time you just have to shop stop at like a vitamin shop it's an amino acid called L-cysteine and that's L-C Y S T E I N E and they found out when people used it after they drank heavily it helped get rid of their headaches and their nausea why do people take it
1: other than for hangovers since uh, it, it already for exists. your
3: skin your hair uh, your hair and your nails is generally kind of, it's like to keep those healthy is generally what it's used for
1: don't they sell a lot of, like, hangover medications already?
3: Yeah, and it's usually, like, right at the counter of the grocery store.
2: Yeah.
1: I've seen them at the liquor store, too.
2: Yeah, get your booze and your hangover cure at the same time. This one's well, for tonight. This one's for tomorrow morning.
3: And a plan B. What? Well, how does it... What was it, the name of it again? l sixteen. Do you take it letter L Do, do you, that, you take it
1: before you drink, during the drinking, after the, the next morning? When do you take it? I'm,
3: I'm not
1: 100% sure here.
3: Oh, it, it says here, so researchers say that, that um, it not only reduced or even eliminated the hangovers entirely, it also helps reduce the need of drinking the next day.
1: Oh, the hair of the dog? Yeah, a little hair of the dog. I'd always heard the hair of the dog was, was, was like an old wives' tale. That worked for me. <laughs> hair, of the, hair of the dog is... Yeah, look, if I you couldn't
4: do, even re- smell it anymore the next day. Yeah, look, I would hurt. If
3: you don't stop drinking,
1: you'll never have a hangover. Right? right. right,
3: right.
4: true. Modern problems require modern solutions. There you go.
1: <laughs> All right. A new study found that your phone, if, if it's in your pocket or your purse, is sensitive enough... That they can tell by the way you're walking. Your phone can tell by the way you're walking whether you've had too much to drink
4: <laughs> or not. It's like, Just, bitch, are you okay? <laughs> like, if you're weaving yeah. or
1: wobbling, <laughs> it's like, well, come on. How accurate could it be? Like, sometimes I'll, I'll use Google oh. Maps and I won't be, like, right on the spot where I actually like, And then Siri it's, like, up. rerouting. Yeah. You appear to be stumbling. Well, I got a hold of Sanchez's uh, voice messages, so we'll see if it uh, works out or not. (laughs) Okay. This is a study out of Stanford University, a highly thought of institution of higher learning. Uh Uh-huh. The study found that a phone could predict whether or not a person was drunk by using its sensors to monitor their walking for just 20 steps. Well, there's your problem. You're trying to walk 20 steps.
2: I know. Joke's (laughs) on you. I can't do that sober.
1: You got to break that up a little bit. Phones were right more than 90% of the time. That is Hmm. statistically significant. And the researchers think this could be useful to help people uh, stay safe in the future, like telling them when they're too drunk to drive. Here's a quote from uh, one of the researchers. In five years, I would like to imagine a world in which if people go out and drink at risky levels, they get an alert to protect them from high-risk events like driving interpersonal violence. And unprotected sexual encounters. Yeah, because, you know, anytime you've ever told somebody, listen, you've had too much to drink, let me drive you, they accept that right away. Like, you've never. <laughs> Shut up, phone. You don't know me. I'm fine.
4: I, instead <laughs> of you... leaving
2: your friends at the bar, you're leaving your phone. You're like, I don't need this kind of negative attitude from you. Have you ever been in a Stay bar? And w-
4: think about what you've done, phone.
2: Yeah. Have you
1: ever been in a bar where there are like multiple people trying, including the bartender, trying to keep a guy from going out and getting in his car? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You think those people are gonna? Oh, it's from my phone. I should listen. <laughs> you be arguing with their pocket.
4: Like the robots are taking over.
1: Uh. Uh. So this is maybe <laughs> how how uh, it would work. And uh, I hacked into because I'm a well known hacker, of course. I hacked into (laughs) Lisa's phone. Oh, you hacked cough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, uh, uh, it turns out that Lisa's Siri calls her dude. Oh, okay. For some reason. I don't know why.
0: (laughs) It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast.
1: Joanna, in the chat, somebody wanted to let you know that one of your articles got picked up by the. Instagram Supernatural Jensen Ackles fan page.
4: Ooh, nice. I
1: barely understand what that even means.
4: I know what it means. Don't worry about it. I was going to say, I'm like, you found Joanna's page or what? I'm going to have to look it up. Joanna,
1: now. your article about Jensen Ackles uh-huh. was shared in one of the Instagram Supernatural Jensen fan pages. So.
4: How exciting. I'm going to look it up. That is so cool, Joanna. Give me the at, dude. Give you the what? <laughs> give you the give app? me the handle. Give yeah. us the handle. handle, please.
2: What's the Instagram name, Buzz? I don't know. How do you know then?
1: Well, it says right
3: here, Joanna, your article about Jensen Ackles was shared <laughs> in one of the Instagram supernatural Jensen fan. It's pages. a
1: message from somebody on our Facebook. So
4: can you so give us the? At, I'm then? I'm asking the hey, person Rostalia, who wrote it at, yo. to give me the at.
1: Oh, give me the at
4: is yes. what
2: you're saying. So like our handle is like. At, at Buzz, Buzz Adams Show. Adam's show. Like
3: if we're on Twitter, it's
1: at Buzz Adams Show.
2: Yes, that's technically what the at
1: Why isn't it is. at Buzz Adams Morning Show? Because I thought we were trying to like consistently say the same thing. It's, every too day. Long.
2: You know, it's too long. It
4: was too much. And it's
3: been like that for five years, so it's great that you're questioning that now.
4: He's like, don't stop. He's going to put it in the notes for
2: tonight. I did not even know
3: he's, that we He's going to put
4: it in the notes for the meeting later. Why is our Instagram handle not the full Well, thing? he missed what I said.
3: I said Twitter, so.
4: Oh, He's going to be like, also,
2: anybody check on the waters for guests?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have brought up.
3: Has anybody seen my stapler? I have brought that up. I have up. three, by the way.
1: I have brought are that up because guess week. what? We haven't had guests in like seven months. So the water's not been an issue. Mm. You guys should be well hydrated, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I've, I've got an interactive map here, and it's uh, people. Rating the lamest tourist attractions in every state. So I thought. Oh, we'd just
4: I know hit, what ours oh, cool, is. Cool, cool.
1: I would uh, just hit the one. You know, hit Texas, of course, but the the contiguous states to Texas, and then maybe things that we have a special interest in, like Brandon and Oregon. So, what do you think uh, the worst attraction or the most disappointing attraction for the state of Texas was?
2: I already
4: saw this. I like, in it. too. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. uh, the Alamo.
4: I hadn't seen it. I wanted to guess. Buzz, you're so rude.
2: Sorry there. This is why you're not invited to pool parties at your house. <laughs> <laughs> Have you figured Wait, out what w- I stole yet? Would you characterize it as a- Lisa told me what a- she took.
1: Your
3: dignity. Seth,
2: what? That's already been missing from everyone in this house.
1: The Alamo is the most disappointing attraction. Has anybody ever done the Alamo? Yeah, I mean, I I've seen people standing in line for it.
3: No, yeah, we went inside. God.
1: Was okay. it yeah, worth the it. time? Yeah, yeah. Where's it's it, it it's at a again? Historical San Antonio. San Antonio not, I've never been
2: to San Antonio.
1: <laughs> yeah, but if Oh, I forgot you're not from Texas.
2: Yeah. I'm
1: like I was like, everybody knows where the Alamo is, unless you're Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. And then you think there's a basement in the Alamo. There's not
2: a basement? <laughs> Dude,
1: I had my kid ready to where ask is it? about that. Where's I don't know. Where's the basement? Yeah, I don't know. Where's the Golden Gate Bridge? Wait, San you know
4: Wait, where is that? Oh, my God. San Francisco, see? right? Yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> you had it's your
3: kid do dri- what? That's what they're driving across at the beginning of the full house.
2: Yeah. Oh, there you go. See, he gave us a good reference. That's how we knew where
3: All about right. we were. All right. I had my kid ready to ask where the basement was at the
1: Alamo.
2: Hey, what's Oklahoma? Because I, I didn't see, actually see Oklahoma's. It's
1: the center of the universe. Is
4: Oklahoma something that you would say, yeah, that's awful?
1: The, uh, the worst tourist attraction in Oklahoma is the center of the universe, and it's in the middle of Tulsa. What is and it? It's just basically like a little plaque set into the ground that says, this is the center of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Oklahoma.
2: So it's kind like, like of like four corners, where it's like four oh, okay. corners uh-huh. of a
4: state. Yeah, well, the but four corners, corners actually, actually on they?
1: something. This is just completely made up.
4: Oh, oh it's not real?
1: Uh-uh. Yeah, no, they, they found the center of the universe. It's in Tulsa.
4: <laughs> <laughs> they measured. You guys. Well, I don't know.
1: What do you think the worst tourist attraction in New Mexico is?
2: The Again, thing.
1: Yeah.
3: No, the thing I thought was in Arizona. That's
2: Arizona. Oh. Uh, that big pistachio.
5: <laughs> that pistachio is great, all
2: right? I love it. Well, what's around the pistachio, but not the actual pistachio? Yeah, the actual
3: pistachios inside the store. That's where it's at.
2: But what is it for New Mexico?
3: The Breaking Bad house.
2: Oh, that is terrible. Oh. The toss of pizza. Every they time. They have it gated off now. They do, yeah. Last time I was up there in September. Yeah, because
3: people kept throwing pizzas on the roof.
2: <clears throat> yeah, my friend came in from California and she's a huge Breaking Bad fan. So she was like, can we go see the house? I'm like, yeah, dude, but it's literally in a neighborhood. <laughs> like,
3: if I lived there, I would sell blue crystal candies.
2: I would sell pictures. They
4: I'm
1: sure they've got.
3: But they
4: have a tour group that is that's in an RV, and they'll give you like as souvenirs, little rock candy, little blue rock candy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Isn't it just some poor people's house though? It
4: is. Yeah. No, it is. I don't mean
1: poor like have they're have like poor, but they got to put up like all they're good in this house poor, where people are It's like the it's Goonies' so- house.
2: Yeah, it's, All it's the terrible. House. It's All right. literally Wait. like a, in a neighborhood. And so, and I, when we drove by, we were not the only car. And it was during the week. It was like a Monday or a Tuesday at like 11 a.m. So I can only imagine what it's like. Well, on I, the c- weekend.
1: I can tell this like is going to gonna be more interesting than I thought it was. Christmas. <laughs> <So let's, laughs> a Christmas story house. Um, let's, let's, Side
4: note what is with the pizza on the roof thing? That, I've never that, gets, seen it. He gets Breaking upset
3: ben. and he. He flings the a box pizza? Of pizza? And then it, it, the, the pizza flies out perfectly and just lands right on the roof. Oh.
4: Do they have to do that in multiple shots, I wonder? And, yeah, and, like, the people who visit the house, how long did it take you?
1: Like, like I say, there's a bunch of different avenues that I had not even thought of on this topic. So.
4: <laughs> you didn't
0: think this through, did you? <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. So
1: maybe we'll come back and read this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we should. I want to
0: know Florida, too. Sure. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: We've got an MI the a hole scenario. And is, a couple options is this the one, is this from Reddit or yeah. was it sent in by a listener? Or? This, is, this is from Reddit. Okay. Do you guys want to go over some more of these uh, worst tourist attractions in every state? Absolutely. Hell yeah. All right, it's just like an interactive map here. So we hit Texas, New Mexico, Oklahoma. Oh. Colorado's interesting. Mm-hmm. Florida's interesting.
2: Florida. Why? What is it? Disney. World? The
3: worst World? in every state. It just says Dang. Disney. Yeah. Disney no. World? It's what it says on Florida.
4: How dare
2: they. Uh, but, uh, oh, see, that's hard, though.
3: Because
2: <laughs> uh, if they're talking about, like, the Magic Kingdom, I can understand that because when we went to Disney World... I went there, and it's an exact replica of the one in Anaheim. So I was Uh, not anymore.
3: Yeah, they've changed. They've vastly changed it. I mean, it's still similar in the 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 layout in a lot of the rides and stuff, but they've added a ton of stuff that makes it different.
2: To the Magic Kingdom.
3: Yeah, they added a whole new. um, Like, there's a Beauty and the Beast castle there now. There's uh, an aerial castle there as well.
2: When did they add that?
3: Uh, Within the past year.
2: Oh okay so like on the because when I went I was annoyed by that I was like I should have went to the Animal Kingdom and Get something
3: different. Yeah. Yeah,
2: cuz I I went through and I'm like this is exactly what I see every year in Anaheim.
1: Well, this was uh kind of a survey where they let people just kind of put what they want up there. There's no way that Disneyland and I'm not even a fan of those kind of parks. Mm. And I would definitely have a miserable time there, but it's going to be better than the Alamo, right? <laughs>
4: <laughs> At the center of the universe. Yeah, and you're like some of them might have got to do
3: food with price, maybe, maybe. But there's a lot of crap in Florida, man. I was
2: gonna say, I'm like, there's got to be something worse.
3: Yeah, there's all these
1: roadside alligator. I was gonna say, you have,
3: well, you have like Alligatorville in Orlando. Yeah.
4: Alligatorville.
1: <laughs> so this guy uh, makes all kinds of interactive maps, and he asked like 400 thousand followers to participate and just tell him what the what the lamest or worst attraction in every state is. So Colorado is Casa Bonita. You guys know what Casa Bonita is? No. No. Well, there used to be a chain of restaurants I think called Casa Bonita. Back in the 70s, but this this one is the one it was in a South Park episode where Cartman loves going to this Mexican restaurant in Denver where people they've got Brandon you've seen this one they got people like high diving Uh off a cliff into this water they've got you know mariachis it's just this huge restaurant with all kinds of shows and almost like a circus like app I've never been I know it primarily from the South Park (laughs) episode
4: (laughs) um I'm looking at the pictures of it it's
2: huge
1: yeah how about Oregon, which is where Ooh. Brandon is from?
2: Would that be like the Goonies' house? Maybe. See, I would have. How
4: assumed dare you! The Goonies' house looks like it's great time. I
1: would have assumed that it's
3: really
4: not. It's, no.
3: Well, it's it's tucked back in this neighborhood. It's at the end of a corner, and it almost has its own. Like it's because you remember when they're riding their bikes down that driveway. It's a yeah. pretty lengthy driveway, so it's tucked back up in right. there. And you can go to. Are you li- allowed? Is it private
1: property or?
3: It is, but the street's not. So what people would do is they would go to the street and then it would just start all snapping right. pictures of the house. So eventually the people who lived there, they put a giant blue tarp up to be like, well, if you're going to take pictures, we're going to you know ruin your picture basically is what it right. was. Because you can go to City Hall and you can get a map that shows you where all the movies there have been filmed. You've got the Goonies house. Uh, you know, when they ride past their, uh, the dad as he's pulling down the oh, yeah. American flag, you can go there. It has the kindergarten cop school. As well, that was filmed in the same city. Um, Short Circuit, you can go
1: to the Short Circuit uh, house as well. Well, I can tell you the lamest attraction in Oregon It's none of those. is none of those. No? It's voodoo donuts. Yeah. That's a donut play. That's not even, I mean, would they even consider themselves an attraction? I don't no, think they, they, they do, but people.
4: I've seen a lot yeah. of people go, go crazy over that. Yep. Yeah, and they, they never knew what
2: it was. Yeah, they'll make a point. Like I went to a Voodoo Donut before, and I will agree. I think it is overrated.
3: It's because they were the first ones to do the weird stuff.
2: Yeah, but I, they're not even... I, I don't know. I just didn't think the donuts were very good. Take me to a Krispy Kreme over that or a Dunkin' <laughs> Donuts any day.
1: All right, well, what do you think the worst attraction in California is? I know what you
4: think it should be. Is it going to be Disney again? The Walk of Fame. I feel like we've talked about the Walk of Fame being an awful attraction. It
2: really is cuz you have to like move people off of the You have star. to literally find
4: the one you want and then there's like a hobo on it or something. Yeah, and you have to go, excuse me, please
2: stop urinating on Michael Jackson I was going to take a photo well, with him. Well, they that.
1: they just say they just said Hollywood, but I Same. I don't agree with that because the Hollywood area that's where most of the like West Hollywood is where a lot of the well-known clubs are and uh, like the uh, the comedy clubs, the the
5: mm-hmm. uh,
1: the Laugh Factory and the Comedy Store; those are all in. But Hollywood. the thing is,
2: so I think the thing is though, is that people think when you think Hollywood, you probably think it's very small or like you can park and just walk. It's miles long. Yeah, it's a and neighborhood,
1: it's, and yeah. But I know which area they're talking about. The one with the Grauman's Chinese Theater is right across mm-hmm. from like. The big Scientology center, and it's got the wax museum, and and that's where the Walk of Fame Mm -hmm. is and stuff. But if you just go a block or two off of that, they've got these pawn shops and like antique stores. (laughs) And and (laughs) listen to me, shut up. Listen to me. No, well worth a trip. Apparently, (laughs) they're full of of this super interesting stuff, and a Mm -hmm. lot of it's from Hollywood, like from. The movie business and stuff—you uh-huh. can That's find, pretty cool. absolutely. I could spend all day just hitting <laughs> up those secondhand stores.
4: I think what a lot of people in get disappointed is that they think that oh, by going to Hollywood, I'm going to see some movie stars. They, they are don't. not there. Dude, they don't. Go to I the either. farmers market. On, go
1: to the farmers market on Santa Monica Pier. That's where <laughs> you'll see.
3: Yeah,
2: go to the Grove in yeah. West Hollywood and any day they're shopping. Yeah.
3: There was the one time when I was just walking around Hollywood, and there was no like uh, the only A-lister I saw was Samuel L. Jackson. But he was on the red carpet for Snakes on a Plane. We happened to drive by right when he was out there. But they, I got stuck in a filming of a TV show when I was trying to go buy uh, booze at a liquor store. Um, there was a whole group of the cast of um, the original season of Survivor. They were wasted, yelling to everybody that they were on Survivor, by the way. And I got to see MC Hammer eating in a diner by himself.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a great it's, trip. it's better to just go to Burbank <laughs> or go to like... Go to Sherman Oaks or something, because that's where they're going to be hanging out. Go to Lankersham. There's a really good burger restaurant that Ryan Reynolds goes to, and the old guy Herschel from Walking Dead all the time. I
0: know Scott Wilson passed away, but...
2: Well, he used to go there. <laughs> it's this one little burger joint on Lankersham, but my friend used to work there, and she was like, daily, there's a celebrity in here, daily, just hanging out. I'm like, burgers must be good. I'm Okay, on my way. Here,
1: here's something I want to take issue with. Mm-hmm. For Arizona, they voted the worst attraction in the state of Arizona: the Grand Canyon. Guys, come on! A big hole in the ground may not be your cup of tea, but there's no way that's the worst but you attraction. Know
2: what? Oh, and the I thing hated is, it. well, there's did things you, you could I do. Did. You could get like a like a ride a donkey down
1: like yeah, <laughs> I saw that episode of the Brady Bunch where they did exactly Maybe that Maybe
4: I should have a donkey down
2: You can hike It was
4: so boring
1: That that big glass thing you can walk
2: out over You can hang glide? Oh, yeah, man. there's a lot of cool stuff. Can
1: you imagine me on that thing, Brandon? You know how I am, <laughs> oh, even you, like out of one and, you uh, would like, lose your mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got he this thing tingle. where I can't get to next to the edge of anything, even if it's like as tall as one story. Up, yeah, one it. story. I just I, physically, I
3: can't do you it. You wouldn't want to ride a donkey down to the bottom. You could talk like Shrek the whole time.
5: Donkey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I'm just saying that's got to be big enough and impressive enough that it, I don't see how you say that's the lamest thing in the in the state of Arizona. You would think it would be the thing?
2: Yeah. yeah, see yeah, the they thing. missed out on an opportunity right there. Do you think it's
1: because not enough people know about it? You can't miss those signs. I mean if you're on through. that uh, that I-10 corridor, yeah. there's no way you're missing it.
2: Yeah, if you've been on I-10 even once in your life through Arizona, you've seen the things signs. I
1: can throw you a couple of things that are probably worse than the Alamo as far as Texas goes. Let me hear it. Uh, that Big Texan Steakhouse in Amarillo mm-hmm. is, they got signs in a thousand miles in every direction and guess what? The food is eh. Dang. <laughs> yeah, it's not even great. Uh, they're just famous for that 72 ounce Big Texan. Uh... I would say uh the giant cross in groom is kind of a letdown. And well Yeah, that what that, about that, the, that about covers it for me.
2: What's <laughs> what's the place that they have all the the Chevys up Oh like,
1: uh, yeah. uh Carhenge.
2: How is that? I've never been. I'm asking you.
1: You know, um I've never been to the actual main one, but I've seen, like, other ones that are, that are like, a miniature version of it. But I, I guess the one there, Cadillac. Oh, it's the Cadillac Ranch. That's Thank what you. Is. Okay, Cadillac I couldn't Ranch. remember the name. I've never been to the actual Cadillac Ranch. Um, do you want to hit us with the scenario real quick for Am I the A-Hole?
3: We're not really going to have time to get into it.
1: Well, give us the give us the overview of. Well, it. Have, just to give I, us the headline, I have two options for you. Okay, okay. we'll okay. give us the two headlines and then we'll have time to decide. Okay, so we have: Am I the a hole for banning my kids
3: from my in laws' house because they keep forcing their religion on them?
1: Ooh. Banning from the in laws' house, like the grandma and grandpa? That would be the in laws. Okay. okay. And then the other option is am I the a-hole
3: for not punishing my daughter for cursing and telling my husband my decision is final and he doesn't get a say this time? Wait, not punishing or punishing? Not punishing. Am I the a hole for not, not punishing, punishing, punishing my kid daughter for cursing profanity? Yeah, and then telling my husband, my decision is final and he doesn't get a say this time.
1: Well, is the is the husband the dad or the stepdad? Um, It's just references husband. I want to go with uh, option A. Yeah. <laughs> you agree?
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: Let's hear yeah. option A again. Am I the a-hole
3: for banning my kids from my in-laws house because they keep forcing their religion on them?
2: Yeah, I want to hear this one.
1: That sounds like something maybe a lot of people have, have uh, gone through before. So I think like maybe a lot of people can relate. Let's do that one when we come back, okay? Let's do it.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: All right, we've got our MIBA whole scenario picked out. We'll get to uh, news. Lisa's going to have the news coming up here in just a little bit. Hey, uh, you guys heard about Steve Bannon being arrested last week? Oh, yeah. We it has to do with the wall that's right over here. Mm-hmm. I wanted to to get your opinion. So it turns out that Steve Bannon, or the accusation, I should say, that Steve Bannon, who's kind of the guy who envisioned Donald Trump becoming president and kind of put that all together, and then he was uh, a White House uh, uh, chief advisor, a former editor of Breitbart. He and this uh, guy named, it's either Stephen or Brian Colfage, Uh, started this thing. When it became apparent that there wasn't going to be the money for the wall, they're like, well, we're going to get donations. People are going to donate us money and we're going to build the wall. Uh, Which which they did. We've got this horrendous-looking monstrosity hardly a mile from, from where we're sitting right now. But it turns out that Steve Bannon and Colfage and some of these others were just kind of using it as their expense account. They were working these donations into shell accounts and foundations. Yeah, they raised
3: foundations $25 million and they skimmed off hundreds of thousands.
1: And if you're wondering, well, what did they use it for? Uh, things like paying off credit cards for Colfage, the the guy who kind of started the thing.
2: They're like, it's a finder's fee. We found the money. We got the donations. So we skimmed <laughs> Few hundred thousand. When
1: they arrested Steve Bannon, he was on a yacht. I I ask you, how many of you have been on a yacht recently? I've
2: I never, mean, we're in a pandemic, so yeah.
1: Should the people get their money <laughs> back, or do you, do you think they deserve nah. to get their money back?
2: I don't because I, mean, I don't think they'd be able to. Like, they would have to find out like who got what, and they would, it would take too much effort. So the problem, well,
1: with, the, the the court could order. I mean, if they're found guilty, they could order them to pay back, you know, the money.
3: It's interesting because this brings up an old comedy bit from Joe Rogan where he talks about who are we really protecting in some of these lawsuits? Like there was a big lawsuit for the uh, it was one of those big D pills, the commercials that you see in the middle of the night that had like Ron Jeremy on it. And Mm -hmm. Joe Rogan's like, who are we really protecting here by giving those people their money back? Like, did they really think that this pill is only known by Ron Jeremy and this this skank of a woman that are advertising it at one o'clock in the morning? Like, didn't, don't you think that'd be a bigger story? Like, don't you think that that would be something that would be headlining news that everybody would be taking? But instead, here it is at one o'clock in the morning, and he's like, "So what?" Like, we're we're basically providing this money
1: back to these people who shouldn't probably have that money anyway. But, the, the whole thing kind of Gives a view into what People like Steve Bannon And uh, some of these others Donald Trump Jr. really think of People it's like you're Uneducated You're gullible But you're also angry And you're limited on your information We're going to do something to get you Angry you got to donate Money and then we're going to treat you like The pigeons you are And just skim that money So, I mean, these these people got took. They did build, well, I don't know if you'd call it a wall. I don't think it's on the border. But these people got taken for a ride. And now Trump is saying that he didn't approve of the wall, that he didn't uh, approve that it was it was being done
3: isn't he claiming that they did it to make him look bad Cause well, yeah it, because that's what he's cuz
1: poor as well right because there was a, there was another stretch of the wall over on the east side of the state which was you know just this tiny little speck of a wall that it rained and and washed out these gigantic gullies and so trump is saying uh, they they only did it to make me look bad and uh Yeah, I guess they're going to have to to try it, but what it really looks like is that these guys who were collecting money from, you know, angry, probably older folks, uh, yeah, we're just using it like a cookie jar. I find yeah. it interesting that someone
3: in the Facebook chat says, you're trying too hard to link this Bannon stuff to Trump. It's pretty direct. <laughs> Whoa. Like, it's, pre- like it's pretty direct. Like, right. Bannon was
1: on Trump's staff. He was an advisor. If there's any one person that is, you could say is most responsible for getting Donald Trump elected, it's not Donald Trump. It's Steve Bannon. There's no doubt about that. Steve Bannon was key in getting Donald Trump uh, elected president. And this wall thing, that was one of Trump's major policy platform. I mean, we, we and by we, I mean everybody, even his supporters knew it was kind of BS from the beginning. But you don't have to try hard to tie in Steve Bannon to to Donald Trump. Get real. Uh, all right, you ready for mida the a-hole? Let's do it. All right.
3: Go with the headline one more time here.
4: I thought
3: that was the M.I. the a-hole. Yeah, give me the headline one more time. All right. Am I the a-hole for banning my kids from my in-laws' house because they keep forcing their religion on them?
1: All right. Now we need to hear, like, the fuller version of what's going on? Or is that basically it? I mean, just from the sound of it, I I would say, I mean, I'm leaning toward not the a-hole. You know, especially if they're trying to scare your kids with hellfire and brimstone and uh, you don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let me hear what it it says. Well, it says here, I was born in Saudi
3: Arabia. I escaped escaped by convincing my parents I just wanted to visit family in Canada. The moment I got the chance, I sneaked out of my uncle's house and went straight to a women's shelter. They helped me apply for asylum. I am now a proud citizen of the Great White North. I even got a maple leaf tattoo the day after the paperwork was complete. I'll never forget the first time I bit into a pulled pork sandwich. Sandwich. I almost cried. Oh, it was
1: like God. tasting freedom. Wait.
2: Oh, I is, love that. Is
1: this a female or a male? It's a female. Okay. So she was brought up in a pretty strict Islamic
3: upbringing. Sounds mm-hmm. like it. All right. I am now married to an incredible man with two kids, an eight-year-old boy and a seven-year-old girl. He's also ex-Muslim, but was born and raised in Canada. His parents are first-generation Pakistani, and they don't like me very much. They blame me for my husband's atheism, even though he's told them several times he was an atheist before we met. The biggest point of contention is how differently they treat our kids. One incident in particular that that caused a pretty big fight was when my kids told me their grandparents prevent my son from cleaning up after himself and make his sister do it.
1: Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Whack. So no. these are her stepkids? <laughs> no, these are her kids Ooh. with the with the guy. With the guy, yeah. I thought you said that he had two kids. They have two kids. Together. Oh, read the part together. again. I, I married a guy with two kids. I am I'm now like.
3: married to an incredible man with two kids.
2: Oh, she's so married, have. and okay. in
4: the course of the marriage, they've had two children. Okay. Do you need us to yeah, tell you how that when, happened? Yeah.
2: See, when two when people, people love, each other, love each other very
4: much. They <laughs> want the, to show their love in a no, it, way. No, I
1: mean, the way it was worded, it sounded like, I'm married to a yeah. guy
3: with two kids. It was a little
2: kids. confusing, yeah. No. <laughs> we got you. We got you.
1: And then, so basically,
3: she's saying here that the son doesn't clean up over at the grandparents' house. They make the sister do it. My husband... Reamed them pretty hard about this, so I was hoping they'd start to respect our boundaries. But yesterday, I found something that really bothered me. We pay my sister-in-law, who's a 16-year-old girl, to babysit. Yesterday, when I got home from work, I saw she had forgotten to log out of her Facebook. When I log her, uh, I went to log her out, but then something caught my eye. It was a picture of my kids with their grandparents, my daughter wearing a hijab. I investigated further and realized my in-laws were blocking me from seeing these pictures. It felt like steam was coming out of my ears. I understand to many Westerners it's just a piece of cloth, but to ex-Muslim women it's a symbol of our oppression, and I don't want my daughter wearing it until she's old enough to understand what it represents. If she decides to wear it as an adult, I won't stop her, but for now, I don't want her wearing it. My husband and I made this crystal clear when they first bought my daughter a hijab and we told them to return it. They tried to convince my daughter it was just for dress up and they just um, irritated me more because they don't even let my sister-in-law wear makeup. They don't care about dress-up. They care about brainwashing my kids. My husband and I banned the kids from this parent's house, and now his whole extended family is sending us nasty messages. Mm -hmm. It looks like we're going to have to find a new babysitter, too, but that's a price I'm willing to pay to prevent my children from being brainwashed. Are we a-holes?
1: When you presented this headline, the, the scenario I envisioned was like it was like a real conservative Christian and you went over there and you were just getting preached to, you know, Mm -hmm. try converted and stuff like that and I would have said no you're not, you're not the a-hole because they're your kids and I my opinion's not changed because we're talking about a different religion yeah, a different religion yeah, the same thing for sure I mean if they're trying to impose these values that you do not agree with and it sounds like the husband's on board with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you guys aren't a holes at all. Well, the top- i mean, go visit and just don't let your kids have a, a stayover at at those grandparents. Just take them to visit. Well, the way this is going
3: down, it doesn't sound like they're going to be visiting at all, because it just seems like this is caused a gigantic rift in the family. And one of the top answers here says, not the a-hole. They're blocking you from witnessing what they're doing with your own children. Religion or not, that's unacceptable. Uh, Because that's what she said about the Facebook post, is that the in-laws were specifically blocking those photos. So they
2: knew they were in the wrong.
3: Yeah. Like, they're hiding it.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. But then
3: another person down here says, this makes me really concerned about your in-laws and how they will escalate their behavior once they realize their access to the grandkids is cut off. If they truly believe they are right and they are the only way the grandkids will grow up to be good Muslims, what's to stop them from trying to kidnap the grandkids or lying to CPS to get the kids taken away
1: from you and your husband? Okay. Well, that, that, I mean, it sounds like you're jumped to a lot of
5: conclusions there. It looks like
2: they (laughs) saw that movie with, uh... Gosh, what's her name? Sally Fields. Not without my daughter. <gasps> That's a good yeah. movie. <laughs> All of them <laughs> it is a
1: good movie. Um Yeah, I'm pretty firmly that you're you're the parents now you know when the kids get kid. older if they develop some kind of interest in, in religion of any kind, mm-hmm. uh I, I I don't know what the advice there would be. Like would you
2: well, she already said, like, with the hijab, it was her daughter's choice. When she gets older and oh, she okay. knows what it is, she's not going to stop her. So I think if the child gets older and decides that they want to pursue that side of their family and their faith...
1: There I, was kind of... I can relate this to kind of a, a prickly point that we had a few years back, if, mm-hmm. if you want it to get all personal like that.
2: What? Um.
1: So my... Parents. My mom leans a a little more heavily toward the the hell side of, uh, you know, why you should go to church and and be uh, Christian and stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. And my mother-in-law, not so much. But the idea that you're going to go to a place of eternal torment is something that at one point my mom felt that my daughter needed to be aware of and told her. And that didn't play well. With the other side of the family oh. so, And then know, what
4: happened? <laughs> Buzz comes in
1: uh, I said alright I'll take care of it And then didn't do anything
4: <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: No I looked at the problem from all sides And picked out what I saw to be The path of least resistance there you go. Was just to be to placate the mother-in-law <laughs> And not say anything to my mom And then just kind of Talk to my daughter And then
4: tell her like hey when grandma tells you these things Just, yeah, just kind of play
1: along with Nod it. and say so you understand and you know if you want to throw a hallelujah praise the lord that'd be, that'd be good too, so. uh, all right well there's uh today's am i the a-hole and i think it's unanimous right i think yeah, everybody's yeah, pretty much yeah. saying, yeah you're not man protect your kids they're your kids like mm-hmm. yeah the, and the grandparents the
3: grandparents have to understand you raise your children you have to let them raise
0: theirs right it's the buzz adams morning show podcast
1: there was a thing that happened in baseball. I'm sure you talked about it. But I was hanging out with my uh, my friends, and uh, Jeff and Joe are usually who I hang out with. Joe was like this crazy good college baseball player. Like he still got records to this day for most home runs in the season in his college and stuff. And he played a little minor league ball. Uh, but he was really wound up that uh, the Rangers got mad because the Padres scored too many runs on them. Did did you talk about the story?
3: Yeah, sort of. It's I mean, it's basically what happened was, and it, it's all kind of wrapped around Fernando Tatis Jr., who's arguably one of the most exciting players out there right now. It was late in the game. They were up, I think, by six runs. Bases were loaded, and it was a three-zero pitch. And he swung at it, which generally you don't swing at 3-0 pitches anyway. And he went yard; he had a grand slam, and that's when the Rangers were like, "Well, they're just racking up the score on us." And, and then and I think it was the next night, they were up, I think, by four runs,
1: and, and he, stole, he stole third. <laughs> he stole third, and they were saying that's also like uh, like disrespectful or whatever. Well, my friend Joe, who by the way is getting married next month, I got it, uh, or in October, I got to leave and go to his wedding in October, but. He was uh, giving me some really good reasons why he thinks that's that's bull. But here's the call. This is uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. hitting a grand slam when they were already up six to nothing. Tatis ended up apologizing for hitting the grand slam. Uh, here's what he had to say. Okay, so kind of an apology there. And well, let me play Rangers coach uh, Chris Woodward. This is kind of the attitude Whenever one of these unwritten rules is broken, I guess, in baseball Are there as many of these unwritten or unspoken rules And, like, etiquette in other sports as there are in baseball? No, because really, I'm thinking it's baseball it's mostly really baseball's right? the one that has it I don't attitude. know, I've heard them, like, especially on the high school or, or even college level Like, running up a score in football I've heard some people complain Mm -hmm. about that. Uh, So anyway, Joe was like, the game is scoring as many runs as you can. Uh, And and here's what he said. He said when he he would play, he would want the team to remember how badly they'd been beaten Mm -hmm. because they were probably going to play him next season. It's like, I want them going in remembering that we beat them 15 to nothing. You know if that's what it takes, and that's gonna that's gonna play to my team's advantage. What what do you think about these unwritten rules? I think it depends on the unwritten rule. How um, about this one? You don't hit a home run when you're already up by six runs. Nah, don't care. If you don't want him to hit a home run, throw a better pitch. Yeah, don't let the guy hit a home run. Try to strike him out. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the Ranger the the, the, that... the pitcher threw behind the next batter. The yeah. next batter. And that pick pitcher got, uh, got the he got suspended for three games, right? So he was suspended for three games. So hit that home run. You could also say, you know, not only did we get extra points that we probably or runs that we didn't need, but you know, we got your pitcher suspended. Uh, even the Padres manager, Jace Tingler said that this should be a learning opportunity for Tatis. I'm not as passionate about it as my friend Joe was, but I mean, he was really like can you believe that? They tell people don't hit, don't hit a home run because you're already beating these guys so bad. Um, Cincinnati Reds pitcher Trevor Bauer, though, tweeted to Fernando Tatis Jr. Hey, Fernando, number one, keep swinging 3-0 if you want to no matter what the game situation is. Two, keep hitting homers no matter what the situation is. Three, keep bringing energy and flash to baseball and making it fun. Four, the only thing you did wrong was apologize. Stop that. So. Trevor
3: Bauer is pretty, pretty funny, man. That dude's pretty pretty hilarious. But see, there are some unwritten rules that I am perfectly okay with when it comes to baseball. Like the unwritten rule of you don't talk to a pitcher in the middle of a no-hitter. Like, you ignore the guy. If you're a fan, you don't talk about that no-hitter. Like, these are things, but this it comes
1: more down to superstition. Yeah, right. That's more superstition.
3: Wait, But it's uh, it's still an unwritten rule. So, you know, I'm I'm perfectly cool with that. But there's other ones on here where it's like, do not bunt to break up a no-hitter.
1: Well, yeah, I've heard that of, one.
3: But what kind of scenario are you looking at? Are, are, you, are you losing? Is the game tied? If the game's tied 0-0, I'm going to do anything I can to get on base. I don't give a crap about your no-hitter. I'm trying to win the game
1: yeah you're no hit. we're not here for you to pitch a no hitter we're here to win the game yeah and we get paid millions of dollars to do it and yeah, I agree but you you definitely believe there are a lot more of these baseball like, seems to have more more yes. unspoken rules or whatever well uh there was a survey about men wearing masks uh-huh and they asked women do you find a man who wears a face mask sexy or less sexy? of women say men who wear face masks in public are sexier than men who don't. Um, That stat held up even for women who were currently in a relationship with a guy who doesn't wear a mask. Survey also found 6% of women say they've had sex with a face mask on (laughs) since the pandemic started.
2: So... uh, Like as a kink thing or just like as a a safety thing?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's just a convenience thing. You know, I didn't have time really to lower the face mask.
2: Yeah, there was another study at Temple University and they said the same thing. They found that um, face mask, people think you look hotter with a face mask. This is your time to shine, people with pretty eyes.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Especially if you've got like jacked up teeth or, you know, like a... Like a sunken chin or something. Yeah. (laughs) Say you've got great hair and great eyes. Uh Uh-huh. You're a 10.
2: This is your moment. In the
1: mask area, you're a 10. I think it probably matters where they do the survey, because I bet if you'd done that survey up in Sturgis the past couple of weeks, there was a big anti-mask sentiment uh, going around. But according Mm -hmm. to this uh, survey, and it sounds... Uh, Like it was done by like a PR agency. So I I don't know how scientific it is. But 88% of women said a man wearing a mask is sexier than a man not wearing a mask. Oh, that reminds me. I got to bring this up. I was listening to a podcast, a science podcast Mm -hmm. that was done back in October. And they were talking about pandemics. And they were talking about, well, listen, one thing. This was October 2019. They were saying one thing all the experts that we talked to agreed with is that we are going to have another pandemic. Now that could be next year. It could be 10 years down the road. And then it said, we're going to talk to a guy you've probably never heard of, but he's the top expert <laughs> on pandemics. Is it Fauci poo? Yeah. And he's like Dr. Anthony Fauci. And they sat down and talked to Dr. Anthony Fauci. Uh, uh, the the podcast is called Science Versus and it's done by Wendy Zuckerman who is a science journalist from Australia, and she's got a real cute personality. Uh, I, I recommend it. You might want to listen to it. But in this one, she's interviewing Dr. Fauci, and she asked, well, what, what, kind of, uh, what kind of pandemic are we talking about? And he says, it'll almost certainly be like a flu-related pandemic. And mm. uh, just there were so many things in it where I was like, oh, my God. Boy, they were really hitting the nail on the head with a lot of what was going on. I, I might. Bouchy, uh, did
2: you go to school for this or something? <laughs> it's crazy.
1: But a lot of things like, are we prepared to handle? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> we're absolutely not. You You're know. like we weren't. Yeah, uh, yeah. As I'm listening to it in <laughs> it August of 2020, I'm like,
2: you weren't. You were right.
1: <laughs> All right. He's
2: responding take, to the podcast. You were so right.
1: Yeah the whole thing It was the weirdest And I hadn't heard it Like I Sometimes when I drive Long distances I've got months and months Of podcasts That I can go back And listen to uh, So that was what I did On part of my drive It was really I could I could probably Play some audio That would Give you a chill When you hear him Talking about it
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast
1: we're going to get into our entertainment report. Hollywood News with Joanna Barba on the way. But I wanted to mention that the box office is kind of open. Meaning uh, we have a report from over the weekend and the new Russell Crowe thriller Unhinged was the the winner. I feel like I almost need to put that in quotation marks.
2: <laughs> but the winner
1: uh, 'Cause the there weekend. wasn't much
2: competition. Yeah, that and
1: also, you know, it showed in eighteen hundred theaters and there was uh, you know, they I did not pick up a lot of
2: what else a was lot there? of buzz
1: about the, the new Russell Crowe thriller, but uh, some people who communicated to us on our Facebook uh, live stream have said that they went to the movies and you know, there were like ten or ten or twelve people in, in the movies. Uh, Anyway, the new Russell Crowe movie, Unhinged, grossed about $4 million in the U.S. The box office had been dead for about 24 weeks because, uh, well, you know why. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it began opening up this weekend. Not every theater is reopened, but the industry is still quite a ways from being back to anything close to normal. The uh, top ten collectively averaged more than a hundred million each weekend, and this weekend, the top ten movies grossed under six point five. So it's far cry. But uh, there was hardly any competition for the Russell Crowe movie. Uh, it's currently on general release in many markets. Next weekend, Disney is launching its X Men spinoff, New Mutants. The week after that, the is thriller... that in theater?
2: Or is that going to be on Disney Plus? No, that'll be in theaters.
1: That's okay. theaters. And the week after that, I think you said a week from today, Tenant is, or do we have that coming up in your report?
4: That'll be coming up. We got forward.
1: that coming up in the report. <laughs> well, let me share with you though. Uh, epidemiologists say that even though they're open, and even though you can wear a mask. Going to see a movie is not what they would recommend right now. Epidemiologist Dr. Abdul Al sayed says, this is his quote about going to the movies. He says, quote, it's just about the last thing I'd be doing right now. And here's a little more of what he says. Being in a room for two hours with a bunch of folks who are laughing at a movie and where air is not being circulated in an efficient way, and where you don't know who's been in there before you, that's really hazardous exposure. I just don't think it's worth it. Yikes! He makes some pretty good points. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're you're in that room. I, he assumes you're laughing. I bet you, you weren't <laughs> supposed to laugh at Russell Crowe's
4: unhinged,
1: unhinged. But <laughs> and this is another epidemiologist. This one from UCLA, Dr. Ann Rimoin. Who says? "Quote: There is no scenario in which going to a movie theater is a good idea." Now, Lisa brought up earlier, "Hey, for a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. you can get the entire theater to yourself and just invite your friends."
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, apparently, that's still not a good idea because you don't know. You who know was what's here still before? who was here before you were there. Um, but if you do go to the movies. Dr. El Saeed says you should do everything touchless. Buy your ticket online, Mm -hmm. have it on your phone. Mm -hmm. Don't let an employee touch your phone. Go straight to the theater and sit as far away from others as possible. Yeah, but you got to get some popcorn, right?
4: Like, you I mean, gotta get some
1: beverages. Somebody's gonna have to touch those to give them to you.
4: And right now is a great time because a lot of theaters are doing like promotions where it's like five dollar popcorn, five dollar soda. Joanna's like, this Wait, is, is so five dollars a good
1: price for pot You're saying that like that's a low price
2: for like the large, yeah, the giant one that's pretty good. And then, like, God, it's just been Raphael? so
1: long, I can't remember what <laughs> I used to pay. <laughs>
2: What? When you went with Joanna, yeah. you paid a lot. <laughs> in,
1: in the before four times,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: God, five dollars sounds like a lot. I don't it's even usually remember. like
4: eighteen dollars for a large popcorn and a large soda, and then it goes up if you get like two sodas.
1: Maybe it's this perspective of not having gone to the theater. That sounds outrageous. Eighteen dollars <laughs> for a popcorn. Do you know the ingredients in that? Like their cost is probably something like a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> that you, you know, for the cost of the popcorn and the the machine to cook the the pop the popcorn and all the stuff, you're probably talking about. They're making a profit
2: of seventeen dollars for every one of those they sell.
4: Sounds outrageous, now doesn't
2: it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Joanna's like, so when are we going though?
4: So are we going to see Tenet or what?
1: Yeah, we'll definitely do BJ's <laughs> at the movies. All right, now it is time for our entertainment uh, report: Hollywood news, and uh, not just Hollywood, but television, music, and more. Here's Joanna Barber. Good morning, Joanna.
4: Good morning. Warner Brothers, DC Comics fandom online event over the weekend showed fans sneak peeks of upcoming projects on the small screens and the big screens as well.
1: May hey. I work in? Uh, do, I know it's your report, but can I work <laughs> in a couple clips from some of the yeah, previews that we're talking about
4: first? I have it all.
1: The Batman.
4: Let's talk about the, the Batman. God. That was the one that really got fans hyped up. It revealed that the movie will follow second the second year of Bruce Wayne's Donning the Cape and Cowl. Reeves introduced the teaser for the film. Is this the Robert Pattinson? I haven't, showed, I haven't seen yeah. any of this Isn't Robert yet? Pattinson shows, like
2: forty now? No. He's like thirty no. something.
3: He's a vampire, he doesn't age.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Duh. He's I, like I, in his 30s, I paused I it on say. this one. He's thirty four. Oh. Yeah. I mean,
3: he survived the Spanish flu. Yeah,
2: he
1: did. <laughs> I'm just saying, Thanks I, to I, I never thought that Batman or that Bruce Wayne got into Batmanning when he was already in his 30s. Oh, I, the, I, think, the, I think it just kind
3: of depends. But then again, he's probably not 30 in the movie. The the yeah. uh, the part of the he video that I stopped. Yeah, you're assuming they're just going to go
1: by his age in real life.
4: That's not how movies work, Buzz. Okay.
1: Huh. Well, I stopped it at the point where it really looks like emo Batman. So. Does it look
4: like his father definitely took him into the city to see a marching band? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> yes! You know what?
1: Do you know what it reminded me of when I saw What's Robert that? Pattinson? <laughs> not, not in the Batman costume, but as Bruce Wayne.
5: What? Uh-huh.
1: The like the emo Spider-Man, yeah. and Spider-Man Three, <laughs> a little yeah. bit, he just which is just
2: does three
1: things of hair, and he pulls
3: he them in front of his eyes. First of all, you guys
2: are explaining every crush I had back in high school, and I'm still <laughs> about that life.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just watched the. Uh, that's it.
4: That's all it was. I, no, no. that's no, no, all no, no, Buzz no. wanted to show. It's, us. it's over
1: two minutes long.
2: Oh,
4: okay. I was yep. about to say. And I'm it like, looks good. I'm Buzz not going to do the whole thing. Buzz just wanted to show us emo Batman.
1: Yeah. It looks Aww, like Jeffrey Wright. Like- Jeffrey
4: Wright is Commissioner, Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon.
1: That's what it looked like.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay.
3: Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman.
4: Oh, I like her. Right.
3: It's a Nirvana song, by Keep the way. Keep a
4: lookout for Colin Farrell, y'all. Ooh.
1: As the Penguin?
4: Yes. Well,
1: I'm not going to watch the whole thing, but by the way, that is a Nirvana song that has been re-recorded. Yep. I love it. But it still sounds kind of kind of like the original
3: really too. It
4: sets the mood, doesn't it?
1: Uh, those
3: boots were made for walking.
4: <laughs>
1: Wait a minute, is Batman just wearing some Doc Martens in this movie?
4: I'm about that. It's, it
3: seems
1: <laughs> it seems, like a, low, yeah. it seems like, like a low yeah because it's
3: like a low-tech tech Batman. Well, like yeah, the bat will be a
1: uh, I'm like I say. I'm not going to sit here and watch the whole
3: thing. It does look really good though, because one of the things that I like about this story is it seems to be focusing more on the detective aspect of Batman as Ooh, opposed to I like that kind of the uh, like superhero esque part.
4: Whoa! Check that out.
3: <laughs> Jeez! And they're like, who, who are you? That's where that's
4: where that guy. I'm vengeance.
3: No, that play. Cool. It, click play.
5: Ah, oh, you
4: back then
1: it! It's the worst. Wow. I just have a hard time picturing Robert Pattinson Edward, laying that kind of geez. beat down on somebody. Cedric
2: Diggory. Cedric, you are in Hufflepuff, sir.
4: Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll probably end up going to see it if I'm not afraid of COVID. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs>
4: well, I think that, that it doesn't looks come good. out till next year. So. And they
1: they just resumed filming, didn't they?
4: Yes. All right. According to them, about 20% of the movie had already been done. Mm. Uh, As Buzz said, Jeffrey Wright is Commissioner Gordon in this one, as well as Paul Dano playing the Riddler. We also got a glimpse of Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, and of course we see uh, Pattinson as Bruce Wayne and as Bats himself. And we also got to get a glimpse of Colin Farrell as the penguin, which I did not actually I'm believe was Colin Farrell until I had to confirm on INDB. I must have. <laughs> very, very unrecognizable. Nice.
1: Like, right, There's the picture where it's, that's Bruce Wayne and he looks like Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3.
3: That's what he looks like is the penguin? No, no, no. no oh, no, 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 no.
4: did you find up. him? Yeah. Yes. No. That's him. Wow. You got to look up. Uh, look up Colin, Colin Farrell,
3: Farrell penguin. penguin. All right.
4: Because you will not... Think about the gorgeous man Colin Farrell is. I was assuming that was like Harvey Bullock
3: or somebody like that.
4: Erase that from your mind. It's not that gorgeous man you think of. Stop.
3: That's good.
4: (laughs) Doesn't he look like... um, Who's the guy who does the voice of Bing Bong in Inside Out?
3: Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about.
2: But I don't know his name.
4: I don't know his name either.
2: Oh my gosh.
4: Look at him, Buzz.
2: It's like he's an actor or something.
1: Oh, I you know I was saying I must Richard I'm a... Kind. Richard he looks kind. like Richard Kind.
4: Exactly. <laughs> he looks like is... the
1: dad from the Wonder Years? That's Richard Kind. No,
3: no it's not the not. dad from
4: the Wonder Years is in Richard Kind.
3: He's not? No, oh. Richard Kind is the guy that uh he like came Joanna out in said he Mad played about Bing you. Bong. He was in Mad About You. Oh, uh, okay.
4: Very recognizable voice, but Gosh, that's a
2: great transformation. Well, The
4: Batman sets in theaters October 1st of 2021. We also got a look at The Suicide Squad, which is set to be in theaters August 6th of 2021 and Justice League The Snyder Cut debuts on HBO Max sometime next year as well. Wonder Woman 1984 so far set for theatrical release on October 2nd of 2020. Are you still looking at Richard Kind? Yeah, I, who
1: was the dad I'm in Wonder Years? I'm just laughing because i bought The
4: Wonder I'm, Years was some other... I'm looking
2: at the Daily Mail article. The first thing that I see is, no lie, I thought this was Richard Kind.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dan Loria was the dad in The Wonder yeah, okay. Years. Duh. If that helps you. Netflix <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> has issued a swift <laughs> mail... Wait, button. wait,
1: you're not going to talk about the Wonder Woman
4: trailer? Do you want to talk about the Wonder just Woman trailer? Just briefly
1: trailers? in that... Mm-hmm. Kristen
4: Wig well, we is playing great the look female Kristen villain. Sh- if we made him yes. watch
3: that much of the Batman, he needs he needs to be allowed to watch Wonder at Wonder
4: least Woman. The, that amount of time for Wonder Woman. I haven't well. seen either, so bring it <laughs> up. Well, let me see. It. All
1: right, this is Kristen Wig
3: as, as Cheetah.
1: Is that you Chris gotta, Pine's character? Yes, yeah. yep. he, he he's is back.
4: back. He wow. died
1: in World War One.
4: Dude, well, you seen a trailer with him? And he had
1: this exact
3: same reaction the first time.
4: You got to fast forward to the part where she's like, "Oh, Barbara, what have you done?" Because she's like in a full final form of Cheetah.
3: Let me see. Final uh, form like Dragon Ball Z?
4: Which Start I gotta it. say looks a lot better than the cats in Cats. There you go. Right there. Oh. I don't
1: know. No, it looks, Still looks uh, pretty I, similar. I'm seeing some pretty bad CGI. It's like Runkum Tugger. <laughs> uh, so Wonder Woman's got like a Chitara? gold body. No, just no, Cheetah. the cheetah. cheetah. Oh, Sheetar singing cheetah.
2: Cheetah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I was like, did they just m- fuse together Thundercats and Wonder Woman?
1: All right, let's. Uh, I got a little carried away with these trailers. It's my fault. Let's take a break and yes, then we'll yes, come it back. Is. And yeah, totally. We're gonna Chitar. we're gonna find out about Netflix and also Tenant's coming out next week. And
0: got the first review. We got
1: some reviews coming out from Tenant.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast.
1: All right, Lisa's got the rock news coming up in just a moment But back to Entertainment Report with Joanna Barba uh, Somebody uh, Did go to the movies over the weekend And had a review of Unhinged Oh Ron says Unhinged was awesome Russell Crowe did an excellent job As the bad guy All right, Thank you, good to know that
4: Netflix has issued a swift mea culpa after strong backlash around the marketing of its forthcoming release, Cuties. (laughs) The largely well-received French-language pick won the World Cinema Dramatic Directing Award at Sundance this year. It follows Amy an 11-year-old girl who joins a group of dancers named The Cuties at school and rapidly grows aware of her burgeoning femininity, upsetting her mother and her values. The film is rated 82% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, and critics generally praised it for its handling of sensitive topics. Netflix recently began promoting the movie ahead of its release. However, the accompanying artwork has provoked a storm of online criticism, with many saying the poster sexualizes children. One Twitter user. Well, they're, dre-
1: they're dressed like the Fly Girls, kind of.
4: Okay, so on the right, you'll see the Netflix one. On the left is the French movie poster, like the original theatrical poster. Yeah. It strikes a different tone. The description on Netflix also once said that Amy was fascinated with a twerking dance group. Now this, it says that Amy starts to rebel against her conservative family's traditions when she becomes fascinating with a free-spirited dance crew. Netflix has moved quickly to take down the offending artwork and already has replaced it. The streamer also apologized in a statement saying that they're deeply sorry for the inappropriate artwork that the, they uh, used. You, yeah, it's
1: really the, bad. The artwork is, the, is this picture? Or? Yes.
3: Oh, yeah. Right. Because that
4: so was they, the poster. That was the original poster on American Netflix.
1: Yeah, that seems very inappropriate.
2: And not to mention, if you don't know the background of what the movie yeah. is or anything, it, all you saw was that, and it says "cuties."
4: Like, exactly.
2: It, it was like, ooh, what um, is going they on that
4: here? Updated the. The pictures and the description But the movie will not be scrapped After an online petition garnered over 100,000 signatures It will be released on Netflix on September 9th You
1: know what, I, I already regret Even doing an image search For that
4: now, it's just so, That's in your search history yeah. Yeah. Forever
1: <laughs> You've been flagged
3: sir
0: uh, But they're still going to show it They're so. still
4: going to show it They're not going to get rid of the movie it won an award, so I guess it's worthy of being on Netflix. Finally, two days of previews for Warner Brothers' much-anticipated *Tenant* shown a sign, a promise over the weekend, but a rising tide of coronavirus infections is now crushing the life out of the South Korean box office. Korea was the first place in the world to screen Tenet commercially. Uh, it came in third place in the box office and earned over $700,000 on about 590 screens. The reviews are coming in, and... Over on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a rating of 81%. Entertainment Weekly gave it a B- and says Tenet strongly evokes The Matrix. IndieWire gives it a C- and calls it a humorless disappointment. The Matrix,
1: huh? Mm-hmm. I thought, just from the previews that I'd seen of it, I thought it really reminded me of Inception.
4: It kind of does. Mm-hmm. A lot of critics agree that the plot is hard to follow, but they agree that it's okay to just sit back and enjoy the spectacle. It's a Christopher the Nolan spectacle.
1: movie. <laughs> of course the plot's going to be hard to follow.
4: With Entertainment News, I'm Joanna Barba.
1: So those are mostly, well, B-minus is not as encouraging as I thought. I Like, I just want to find out what's going on from the trailers. Yeah, I still don't get the trailer. Why stuff happening before it happens?
4: Exactly. Why are they catching the bullets instead of throwing the bullets? Throwing the bullets? I'm sorry, shooting the bullets. (laughs)
1: Uh got an update here for you Dancing with the Stars junkies and I know that you're out there. <laughs> that is one that people would expect maybe that I got into but I never did. But Dancing with the Stars is moving forward with its 29th season which is going to premiere on September 14th. What what I look forward to is at the beginning of every season where we judge whether or not the stars are actual stars.
4: Have we know the stars?
1: Does anybody remember what our criteria is? We two people have to know two who they are yeah. to know it. we throw out the name and at least two people have to specifically know who that person is or else they don't they're not stars. so uh, all pro dancers have to live apart, even the married ones. they haven't announced what? who the stars are yet. Some of the dancers are married to other the other dancers oh. like there are some that are married. But the dancers are going to have to live apart as part of their social distance. So it's social distancing, dancing with the stars.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: It just happened uh, last week. I was on vacation. But I I definitely heard about it. So Steve Bannon, who more than any other person, uh, according to the Bob Woodward book and according to, you know, other uh, accounts... Is the guy kind of behind Donald Trump becoming the president? I mean, Donald Trump had had talked in years past, and even you know briefly ran for president. I think as an as an independent or the Reform Party or something. But this we're talking about 2015, and then the election 2016. Steve Bannon definitely was the one who convinced Donald Trump. Not that he'd probably need a lot of convincing, but kind of, uh, you know, got him in power. He was arrested on a yacht. And he's been charged with a scheme to defraud hundreds of thousands of donors to the We Build the Wall. This uh, specifically can be seen... Uh, every day, if you drive on the west side of El Paso, because you can see the wall that they built. They called it a border wall. I don't know if it's a border wall, if it's technically not on an international boundary, because it's on the American side of where it would be. And, I mean, it stops, right? But uh, Steve Bannon and Brian Colfage, who's the... uh the veteran who started the We Build the Wall have been charged, along with a couple other guys, have been charged with a scheme to defraud uh, hundreds of thousands of people who donated to We Build the Wall. They face charges uh, of conspiracy to commit wire fraud, conspiracy for money laundering, and believe me when I tell you, that's the first time Steve Bannon, I think, has ever laundered anything just from the looks of it. <laughs> Each charge is a felony with maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. So they, they were saying, you know, they were getting these donations from people who wanted to build, build that wall, you know. And so they, they donated money. And they built, uh, you know, something kind of approximating a wall in Sunland Park, New Mexico, and another one uh, on the other side of the state. But they also treated the twenty-five million dollars that they raised kind of as a like a personal rainy day fund. Uh, they give examples of Brian Colfage uh, paying off some of his credit card debt, uh, buying different uh, luxury items. But Steve Bannon as well. Do you feel bad for the people who donated at all? No, I mean because they got they got ripped off. I guess. You don't you don't feel bad for those folks at all
3: not really I mean you kind of got to know what you're getting in for right when you're dealing with somebody like Steve Bannon he's not the most
1: upstanding citizen on the planet yeah but he's saying Trump and you're you're you know you're really moved by Trump you know I, you wouldn't you wouldn't have any problem saying uh, you know if some other scam artist took some old people's money and I assume these are mostly old people but are probably wrong about that. Uh-huh. but it,
2: I don't because. Th- but the thing is is that they donated the money like if they scammed it as in oh we're gonna build you like a fence on your property and then they took the money and put it somewhere else like uh, then I could see that but I, I just think of it as the same way like Uh, One of my friends, we were all uh, there was a homeless guy that once came by came by and he gave him some money. And one of my other guy friends tells him, oh, you know, he's going to spend that on drugs. Right. And the other guy goes, bitch, me, too. So whatever. (laughs) Like He can take the money. (laughs) 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 But he was like, I'm giving him the money. And, you know, I'm going to hope in good faith that he's going to use it to buy water or buy food or buy something. But if he decides to go buy beer instead, you know, I gave him the money. What what he does with it next, you know, I can only in good faith hope he uses it the way he's going to.
1: Well, just just reading some of the comments on this story, it sounds like the people who donated money to build the wall don't believe these charges against <laughs> against Steve Bannon or uh, Colfage or any of them. I mean, these are like the permanent Kool Aid drinkers. So you came come back and say. Oh, they bought, you know, they paid off their credit cards and spent uh, a bunch of hundreds of thousands of dollars of your money for stuff for themselves. Uh, It's that Southern District of New York, along with the fake media. Um, President Trump uh, said after the arrest of uh, Steve Bannon that he never was a part of this and he never approved of it and that he thought it was just trying to get headlines as far as the the other one on the other side of the state, uh, this is the one in uh, Mission, Texas. It started flooding and a, a lot of erosion because of the flooding. And at the time, Trump tweeted, I disagreed with doing this very small, tiny section of the wall. It was only done to make me look bad. And perhaps now doesn't even work should have been built like the rest of the wall 500 miles plus so uh, Trump is claiming that you know they weren't doing this on behalf of him you know, clearly used his name a lot so whether he proved it or not um, I think at the time people were saying I think I was saying You know, they're conning you out of your money. This wall that they put up is not on the Mexico border. It's, you know, a couple hundred yards away from the Mexico border. So when I was saying that, you know, it's an obvious con, I didn't even think they were taking the money for their own personal use. So that's a big no-no. No. But When they opened that thing out here There were a lot of local people Who were very much in favor of it And people who donated to the thing You know We did it You said it couldn't be done And look we built this wall That stops halfway up the mountain I mean it starts here and you can see the end of it But it's a wall So we built the wall Because we love the president so much Um Brian Colphage uh, is a veteran who, who lost three, three out of his four limbs. A uh, veteran of the United States Air Force. He funded the We Build, or he, he began the We Build the Wall. And the $25 million was raised through uh, GoFundMe donations. Um, Colphage also was arrested in Florida. While re- repeatedly assuring donors that Colphage would not be paid, the defendants allegedly schemed to pass $350,000 to Colphage, which he used to fund his lavish lifestyle. I don't know what a lavish lifestyle uh, consists of, but... Yeah, the, one of the talking points was all along was that he wasn't taking any payment for this, and he was just doing this because he wanted to accomplish the... The president's promise. Um, Yeah, I mean, I should feel bad because these people got taken advantage of. But it's also kind of a, you know, you should have known better type of thing, I guess. Maybe
4: they're okay with it. They're like, well, look, a wall got built.
1: Oh, I think most of them are okay with it because they think it's all lies. No. You know, there's there's a separate reality that That some people are going, you know, the same separate reality that would make you think, oh, we're going to donate enough money and they're going to put a fence that's impenetrable and we're not going to get ripped off by these guys that are doing it. But I think it really shows kind of this group, and I'm not even saying the Republicans, because the Republican Party has been around a lot longer than Donald Trump. Maybe it'll be around after he's gone. But this current batch, Trump, his Trump Jr., Bannon, and a lot of these other people—this is kind of how they think about their base. They think of them as undereducated, underinformed dupes who who can be taken advantage of and manipulated. And you can say some things to make them angry, and you nudge them, and eventually you soak money out of them, which is what it looks like they did here.
4: Like they should be insulted, but they're not.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's part of their attitude too is Did we get pinged for playing that nickelback song? <laughs> God yeah. dang it. Yeah. Is that what pinged us? Yeah. Either
2: that or Coheed, one of the two.
1: Mm. Okay. Well it's price of poker, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I sense this general uh, attitude. Did Facebook
4: that, make you change into the new look?
1: Uh I don't know. I know that our there's something that it looks did. a lot different. Friend? No, um, no, no. Yeah,
5: yeah. It's the oh no. New look, you know what it is? That,
1: that's the new look that I don't care for at all. Our website.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> no,
1: you think it looks good?
4: I think it looks fine. Yeah. I got to be honest though. I didn't. I don't really see much of a difference.
1: On our website.
4: Yeah. I don't well, know. I mean,
1: it makes just, all of our articles look like clickbait for some reason. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> kind of does. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, you always
3: have those six stories
1: at the bottom of a page.
3: <gasps> yeah, and it looks like now that. Now that
4: you mention it.
1: Oh, Br- Brandon, why didn't you tell me you wrote a whole thing about Steve Bannon's arrest? <laughs> I did. Jeez. I told you at the beginning He's
4: of the show. I, oh, I also funny. told you that
3: Kevin gave me his pictures to put up on the website. Uh, okay.
4: And it just, like, stops at the top of a mountain, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: I, I guess if somebody That's why I thought came it was up a tram. against that wall, <laughs> yeah, they're already in the United States if they were coming from Mexico, and they'd say, oh, "Okay, well, there's a wall here. Oh, but there's the end of But if I walk down there, I'll just go <laughs> I'm around. Just it, walk right? around it." <laughs> um, I, I want to hear some more about this lavish lifestyle. I mean, I I feel bad for the guy who lost the three limbs in Iraq and Afghanistan or whatever, but still, um. Well, I'm reading Brandon's report now. The indictment say, claims the use of right
2: Have you seen his <sighs> wife? Whew. smoke show. Whew. Really? Oh my gosh, yeah. They're t- they're TikTok stars. Oh,
1: Were no. they before this all started or Well, no, I guess they couldn't have been cuz TikTok hasn't been around that long.
2: Yeah. No, there's like a bunch of videos of his wife like washing a car in a little bikini and just
1: gorgeous. Oh, do you know when this GoFundMe started? Do you know how much their goal was? $1000. No. A million? B- no.
4: A billion. <gasps> 1 billion. They were trying dollars. to raise a
1: billion dollars. I guess they got 25 million. Oh, and they pulled the website
3: down. Mm. It was functioning when I wrote the article last week. And uh, now when you click on it, it just comes up with the site is currently undergoing scheduled maintenance. Mhm. 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 Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Somebody was telling me uh, about this this guy in my hometown who's like, oh, he's he's big time Trump supporter, and he's got his flags up, and he's got one of those flags where it's an American flag, but it has Donald Trump's face incorporated into the flag.
4: Oh God, that's awful.
1: Yeah, and I was like, okay, how is that not disrespectful to the flag? Trump, you know, putting flag. somebody, somebody's. Anyway, they were they were talking about this guy, and uh, I'm like. You know, one thing I could almost guarantee you is if that guy, as much as he loves Trump, shows up at one of Trump's country clubs, Mm -hmm. he's getting kicked out on his ass. (laughs) I mean, this is not the type of people. It's got to drive Trump crazy too that his biggest fans are people that he really looks down upon. You know, the the,
4: (laughs) if you Google Trump flag. It's just him hugging and kissing it's, it's the flag. It's him hugging
1: and kissing and dry <laughs> humping the American flag, mostly. Now there's a there's a Trump flag, but
4: flag got me tooed.
1: God, I think like if you could bestow awareness upon these some of these people who are really wrapped up in the whole cult of personality of Trump, and you could give them the awareness of what Trump and his cronies really think of you. In some perverse way they'd still be okay with it. It's like, well,
4: we've been bamboozled, but
1: yeah, but at least he's not Hillary. Yeah. <laughs>
4: because Oral emails
1: be- yeah, Benghazi.
4: Benghazi.
1: <laughs> like you think Donald Trump looks out in the crowd of people wearing his stupid cheap red hat and looks at those people goes, Th- "You know, I'm so glad that these are my supporters."
4: Have you seen those ladies that wear the shirts that say, like, Trump, you can grab this? Oh, Jesus. And then I'm like, you are not what he would grab, by the way.
1: Wait a minute. You're saying women who are his supporters wear those?
4: Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like, trust me, that Trump seems like will a not terrible... want to grab that at all. He's like,
2: no, thank you.
1: That seems like an awful, did awful decision. What he call Rosie O'Donnell? Uh, fat pig.
4: Yeah, that's what he would probably call those ladies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird time, uh, and with everything going on with the post office, I think everybody ought to make plans to try and go vote in person if you can. I know that's a big ask. Do
4: early voting.
1: Yeah, early vote, or uh, like if you're leaving it up to the to the post office at this time, I, I think there might be. Skullduggery afoot. A <laughs>
0: <Just foot. laughs>
1: Based on a lot of what I'm reading.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast.
1: All right, I had a, a few other items. From the pop culture side of things, I thought we'd uh, talk about, including the uh, the thing that's already on store shelves that could be the best cure for a hangover. And Brandon's got that information for us. But let's talk to Steve Kaplowitz. Steve, I kind of been out of the loop for the past ten days. What else has happened with college football? Like, who else is has, has said, "Hey, we're bowing out," or you know, our season's we not going to really- go up.
6: You haven't missed anything. What What did you know? Like, let me see if there's anything that's changed since you last kept <sighs> up. Uh, the Pac-12, uh, the
1: the WAC decided
6: well, the WAC to doesn't suspi- have football. Oh, the WAC doesn't have football. No, the WAC uh, dropped football. Uh, well, what's in MSU in now? Mountain West. They're in. They're independent. Oh, okay. They're in the whack for every sport but football. They're I'm an independent to rem- in football.
1: I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember back. Okay, so uh, I guess the Pac-12 and the
6: Big well, Ten and the Big Ten, right? Those are two, those are two huge ones. And I was just well, waiting and to the find boundary, out. And, and, The Mountain West also um, waited till the spring, so the Mountain West is like the old whack. It's like you know, San Diego State um, is in the Mountain West, New Mexico is in the Mountain West, Colorado State Air Force. um, Did New Mexico State suspend their season? Yes, they had to. They were down to four games. Oh, okay. So they they waited. A a lot of the Big
1: Twelve teams are not going to play their non-conference schedule, which means. UTEP isn't going to play Texas or or Tech,
6: right? And they have both That's of them? Incorrect. Yeah. Incorrect. So the Big 12 decided that there will be one non-conference game. One. And Texas and UTEP will be that one game oh, really? on September 12th. Oh. Yes. In Austin. So there you go. Guys, you're still going to get your ass kicking. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going well, to also a get a $1.4 yeah, million a dollar check. Day. That's right. And UTEP has replaced the Texas Tech and New Mexico State games on their schedule right now with Stephen F. Austin and uh, Abilene Christian. Yeah, those are good high schools. Stephen F. Austin, yes, will be uh, (laughs) September 5th. Hey, by the way, the UTEP football season is less than two weeks away. So UTEP will start at the Sun Bowl a week from Saturday.
1: And who are they playing a week from Saturday?
6: Stephen F. Austin.
1: Okay.
3: Stone cold Stephen F. Austin.
6: Are those NCAA schools? Are they Division One? They are one? FCS. F- FCS Division One. So there's FBS and FCS. Okay. So they are FCS schools. But this year, the NCAA is allowing every um, FBS team to have two, up to two FCS wins to be bowl eligible. So if the Miners beat Stephen F. Austin and Abilene Christian... Those two wins would count towards a six-win bowl-eligible season, assuming we have bowl games. <laughs> and without two major conferences, you kind of wonder yeah. how that will impact the bowl games.
1: Well, I mean, there's a part of me that still still thinks all of this could come crumbling down before the college football season ever actually starts. But, but I'm really sure that a lot of these bowl games are, are not going to be held this year. I mean, the you know, of all the superfluous bowl, bowl games that we have, some of those are going to fall by the wayside for sure, right?
6: You would think, all especially games with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 involved. Now, uh, like, take, for example, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, okay? This is supposed to be Pac-12 against ACC. ACC's playing, Pac-12's not. So what do you do? Do you now... They haven't announced anything yet, so it's very possible that um, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl looks at another conference that it's playing, whether it's the Big 12 or the SEC, and maybe they make a one-year deal with them. Maybe they make a deal with a um, group of five school, um, a mid-major, to take the place of the Pac-12 and still play that game. So, you know, bowl games right now have not been um, postponed or canceled yet, including the one here in El Paso.
1: All right. So beyond the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, have there been any more conferences that have opted out
6: for the season? Just the Mountain West. The Mountain West, and right. all, and and also the MAC. So, but did I hear something really about Notre run. Dame, not
1: or was I imagining run. that?
6: They are playing a schedule with the ACC this year oh, okay. since they're independent. All right, so they're they they're not they're not going to have to postpone. And when yeah. do you say the first minor game is? A week from Saturday. September 5th, Buzz.
1: All right. Oh, but I saw they're only going to allow, what did they say, 15% of capacity? going yeah, to be the normal
6: 18? showing.
1: So.
6: Oh, no. You, you're figure, <laughs> figure there will be somewhere between 8,500 and 9,000 fans that will be allowed in the Sun Bowl. Oh, okay. That, that actually the sounds up a little bit to me. It. I knew you were going there. You know, let me tell you something. I've heard the social distancing jokes for UTEP <laughs> football for so many months.
1: No, but now. I've been I've been at it's games like where definitely I was tempted to just do a head count because they they'd announce uh, the attendance today twenty four thousand seven hundred ninety two, and I'm like, there is mm-hmm. no way that it's anything close. I know. In it's... fact, one, two,
6: three, four. Like I just start <laughs> counting to see how many people are actually there. Do you think since there has not been a large gathering? In El Paso since March, that they will get the eighty-five hundred or so fans to go watch UTEP a week from Saturday, just because. Yeah, I think there might be enough people that just want to get out.
1: I think there are enough people that might just want to go out and do something. That exactly, it's even like, even if it's a minor football game, (laughs) we're going to go just to. Yeah, they might have to turn people away. Honestly, the locomotive are going to have fans coming up too, aren't they?
6: So that's going to be this Saturday. They're going to be at 11% capacity for their home match at Southwest University Park, which means 800 fans will have an opportunity to go watch them play um, the Real Monarchs from Salt Lake City. How do you... So that's correct. How do you lay claim to that or like is it first come well, first serve the, is it no season? no no it's going to be their season ticket holders okay. and and they already have um you know more than 800 season ticket holders so chances are uh, I would expect all the season ticket holders to grab those 800 seats that's what i think i'd be shocked if there are any left
1: give me caught up to date on the nfl Has there been any positive or negative or neutral uh, signs that uh, the the season's going to be affected
6: well, how about all of the uh, tests that came back positive that were really negative from the NFL this weekend? Did you hear about that? No.
3: Yes, you
5: did. Yeah,
6: had a they ton did it sports. of sports. Mm, yeah, I forgot. Oh, good to see Brandon you don't <laughs> listen to Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> why, do you, why do you even do sports if you don't listen? What's the point?
1: Uh, I know people are interested in it.
2: Listen, I don't even know why we do rock news either. He doesn't listen to that it either. Was, it was
6: literally the, the, show
2: the
3: headlining story I started with. You know what would be amazing on this radio we show? We gave him
6: a quiz at the end of the listened. show? Exactly. Every oh God, show, you have a quiz. Should. That sounds like a brilliant on, on, idea. Yep.
2: Oh my gosh, we're going to call that. it the well, Cappy Quiz. I mean, there's some things
1: that I could tell you in great detail about, like the M-I-D-A-Hole scenario from today. I'm all over that.
3: Okay, but.
2: everyone think of one question from your segment that you did today, Ooh, and Buzz has thanks. to answer it. Brandon, go first.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh. Who's the name of the safety that the Baltimore Ravens just cut? Earl. Yeah. Weaver. Nope. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. Bring uh, that Earl. to a great start already. Earl Thomas. I was just
1: kidding. Joanna, you. Earl Thomas. That's what's that the one.
4: name of the movie that Netflix had to apologize for?
1: Cuties. Right.
4: Ooh, okay, okay. Lisa. What are the actual
2: names? Don't give me the wrong names. What are the actual names of the two tropical storms?
1: <laughs> Marco.
2: Okay.
1: And Laura.
2: Hey. All right. All right.
6: Thank you guys. <laughs> Hang on, you. No, okay. Now it's my turn. Oh, now it's, my yeah. turn. it's Steve's Here, turn. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Austin, um, Utah, Stephen F. Austin. And mm-hmm. who's the second school? Was that really going to be your question? That was. Well, I wasn't going to give you Stephen F. Austin. I was going to say, what's name name the other FCS school besides them? Who else are they play? Abilene Utah. Christian. Hey, very nice, dude. Do you know we used to
1: play Abilene Christian at my college? Not not when I was at OU, but when I was at Oklahoma Baptist, we used to play Abilene Christian, and they were NAIA back then.
6: Yeah, they've they've gone up since then. Have they? Yes, they've moved up. Oh, okay. So, I got them all right. Except Brandon's,
1: but uh... I got Brandon's Earl Thomas. I could I could have picked.
3: Why one that did they? Wasn't why was
6: so Earl obvious. Thomas? Why was Earl Thomas released? There you
1: go. Uh, probably like he had a chick and a bubble he wasn't supposed to or something. <laughs> nope. Uh, it's no, a good guess though. Getting old, no. Broke down, can't run as no. fast. No. I don't know. No.
6: Why was he released? He punched a teammate in the face during practice over the weekend.
1: Oh snap!
6: I like the intensity. The Ravens didn't. He's apparently
3: been a bit of a pain
1: for the Ravens since he got there. Yep, absolutely.
6: Hey, Let me ask you this. So moving on from sports here. And by okay. the way, Earl Thomas could be a Cowboy, just so you know. The they, Cowboys are one of the leading teams to uh, to sign Earl Thomas. So that look for that. At, that's a possibility.
3: Ooh, but who's the one player that they signed this past offseason, Buzz, that I said would be a reason they wouldn't sign Earl Thomas?
1: Uh, I don't know. Did you say that earlier today? I did, yeah. and it's a
3: it's a pretty funny name. So, also, Tua Tavagaloga. It's not Tua Tangavayola, but
1: um, Ha Ha Clinton Dix. It is Ha Ha Clinton Dix. I was just going down a list of funny names. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what is Kellyanne Conway's daughter's name? <sighs> Olivia Jade. That no, that is Lori Loughlin's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: I knew she was in the news, too.
2: We didn't talk about her, though, in the news. <laughs> All right,
1: uh, Brandon. <laughs> what is the uh, what is the pill that they that a study found is the best thing to do for a hangover? It's uh, an amino acid called L-cysteine.
3: I'm guessing that's how you say it on the end. L-cysteine? Yeah, it's spelled C-Y-S-T-E-I-N-E. And they did a study... And it showed that for people who drank heavily, this helped with their headaches and nausea after the fact. And it's been on sale, and people usually take this anyway
1: uh, for their skin, hair, and nails. Did they just take every vitamin to see if it made them feel better when they had a hangover? Was no. that how the study was
3: done? Well, no. They, I mean, they had uh, other control groups and things like this. It, was, it says here it was a randomized double-blind study that had uh, healthy male volunteers consuming alcohol. Oh, and there were some of the people that were involved in this study. They couldn't finish it because they couldn't finish the amount of alcohol. Mm. And there was also some who um, were not able to finish the study because they had too
1: high of a tolerance. I think being hungover depends on it. Like, there's a lot of factors. Like, what are you drinking? Beer before liquor only gets. Yeah, thick, what man. order are you drinking them?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Liquor before beer, you're in the clear.
2: Are you hydrating? Fat- are you drinking water yeah. in between are you drinking- drinks?
1: Sure, that's another factor.
3: That was something I'd always heard is that if you drink a glass of water in between every alcoholic drink, you're.
1: My you- friend you'll be okay. Jeff loves craft beer. So I went over to his place and we drank some craft beer and he had a water. I'm like what is that for He goes that's to help you drink more I'm like why would I want to drink more So you can keep drinking It's like if, if they made a pill That would get you to the point where you want to go I'd rather do that I don't especially like the taste of beer He likes the taste of now, beer so told, much that he was, he was saying you drink water And it, it lets you drink
6: more What have you been told Here's what I've been told, and this comes from professional hockey players, okay? Professional hockey players swear that no matter how much you drink, you go home, you have 32 ounces of Pedialyte, and you will not have a hangover the next day, and they swear by that. That is the Canadian hockey cure to prevent a hangover the next day. That's kind of
2: genius, because that's what you're supposed to drink in the morning when you're hungover. So that is genius. You just drink it the night before. Oh my gosh. Hockey players are geniuses.
6: And you will not be hungover the next day. All right. I I got a separate thing here,
1: and this is a study out of Stanford University.
6: What they found was- Maybe
1: you've heard of it. Perhaps you've heard of the Stanford (laughs) Cardinal. So these researchers found that a phone in your pocket or your purse or whatever could predict whether or not you were drunk just from monitoring the way you walk. By using its sensors to monitor walking for 20 steps, these researchers found that phones were right more than 90% of the time, which is very significant. Is your phone really... Like, pinpointed to the point, like, they can tell if you're wobbling a little bit, or they can tell. I
4: guess.
1: All right. I'm, just, I'm getting a little creeped out at this point. But the researchers <laughs> think it could be really useful to keep people safe, like telling them when they're too drunk to drive. Like,
3: Buzz's Siri knows him so well. It's like, it appears you have fallen. Have you taken too many pills? Should I call
1: Nico? Mm hmm. Uh, The research has said in five years I'd like to imagine a world in which if People go out and drink at risky levels They get an alert to protect them from High risk events like driving Interpersonal violence And unprotected sexual encounters Yeah As anybody who's ever tried to talk a friend Out of driving drunk Sure I I imagine An alert on your phone will probably Do the trick for you but Mm -hmm. uh, Here I actually Got a hold of I, I, you don't know this, but I'm good at hacking into phones. I hacked into Lisa's phone. This is uh, okay. what Siri said to her. Lisa. Oh, by That's the nice. way, Siri calls <laughs> Lisa dude. Okay. I found out. Like, they've got that kind of relationship.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: If uh, you are a single lady who is looking to to find that special someone, and it may even lead to matrimony, we've got some, we've got some advice for you coming up so you don't want to go anyplace. Uh, Kevin Hart, it should not be a surprise, is not a big fan of cancel culture. That is, when you find out, you know, somebody... They
2: did something...
1: In their past, or or said something on social media, or... Yeah, I I guess it could take any kind of manifestation, but usually it's something someone did in, in their past, and in Kevin Hart's case, it was he had said some stuff... that. You know, taken to be pretty homophobic on social media in the past, uh, which he had already owned up to and apologized before he was ever asked to host the Academy Awards. But the the Academy Awards uh, uninvite or he he took himself out of the running when it came out. But in a new interview, here is what Kevin Hart says about cancel culture. Uh, if And this is start quote now. If people have done something wrong, the idea of canceling those people and ending whatever career or thing they have, if it's just over, then what's the teachable moment for
2: them? Right.
1: What, it's over and then you can't do nothing else for the rest of your life because you made a mistake? What happened to the days of making a mistake, learning from the mistake, not doing that, and educating others? on what not to do because of your mistakes. He adds, I don't want to be in a world where we forget how to forgive, where we forget how to be people. I want to understand the place of feeling and emotion and love, and that comes from a place of forgiveness. So Kevin Hart says we we shouldn't cancel as soon as we found out that somebody did something cringy or, or wrong in the past. You agree with uh, what Kevin Hart's saying here? Yep.
2: I do, 100%.
1: He also sticks up for Nick Cannon and Ellen DeGeneres, who've been in the front of the cancel culture uh, squad. I still can't get, and I've been following this a little bit, I can't get if Ellen was ever mean to anybody or if it was other people being mean It
3: seems to be other people. It's been other people. Also, her rules, I think, was something that was kind of under the spotlight.
2: But now they're bringing out. There's people who are actually bringing out stories about Ellen, saying that it's all a persona. Once the cameras are off, that funny, like really nice person goes away. That's not who she is. There's been a couple guests that have come
1: forward. That's not an uncommon thing for an entertainer, and it's not even necessarily like I've met stand-up comedians who who aren't on you know all the time <laughs> Totes. so what are they talking about i i mean i've got to think that if if she if there was some kind of rule you're not allowed to talk to ellen and uh, that's been going on for years and years or not allowed to look at ellen she was aware of that right she had to have been but the idea that oh you're not exactly the same persona as you are on tv therefore you know you're phony I don't think necessarily is a good argument.
2: So there's a... Uh, I mean, are
1: they giving any specifics?
2: Yeah, like Nikki DeJager is known as Nikki Tutorials. Uh, She's the one that came forward as uh, transgender. Uh, She was after someone tried to blackmail her. So um, The Ellen Show was one of the first shows that called her to talk about it. And she said during um, the show, it wasn't a positive experience for her. She said... um, I'm a fan of the show, um, and normally when you go on to a talk show, they come and they'll, they'll say hi to you before you go on. So it's not your first time in meeting this person. She's like she didn't.
1: I can I can vouch for that. That's true.
2: Um, and she said that DeGeneres was very cold and uh, distant when she uh, actually did meet her uh, when the cameras were off. And. Um, she uh, she said that the friendly, warm, welcoming atmosphere that's portrayed to all the viewers isn't actually there in real life.
1: On the time that she was there, you know, you know what I mean? It's like just because you had this experience doesn't mean, well, that was the norm. Maybe Ellen had a bad day. I mean, maybe there was something really troubling her that was going on. You're sharing your one experience with her and saying well that's how she's really so liked.
2: there's so there's this twitter thread where they're talking about it and so it was like everyone respond if you have something and this girl when, when I was 15 the Ellen show was doing a contest of fans making a bust of her and sending it into her she said I worked really hard on this and I even wrote her a letter about how she was my hero weeks later she used it as a prop during a game and gave it away to a random person on the show and then someone else said okay.
1: well her work of art made it onto the show
2: Another person said, I worked at this place that she tagged, served her and Porsche at Brunt. She actually wrote a letter to the owner of the restaurant and complained about me having chipped nail polish. Not that it was on her plate or anything, just because my nail polish was chipped on my hand.
1: Ellen DeGeneres took time to write to a restaurant that the server who worked... At their restaurant had chipped nails.
2: That's what this girl wrote. Another one Mm. said, I was working on a show at WB that was next to her stage. Was our showrunner's 50th birthday catering grilled steaks outside for the special lunch. Ellen sent someone over to demand that they stop because she doesn't eat meat and didn't like the smell. Um, Another food one. she (sighs) She polices her crew's lunch orders. Nobody's allowed to eat fish. They would come hide on our stage set when they would wanna eat something that they weren't allowed Wait, to have. You
1: could eat like like a steak or a hamburger, you just couldn't eat fish.
2: No, like she has specific food things that they can't eat. So and this fish was her. Was one of them. Yeah. And she's like, so it's this, odd
1: that she would be so opposed to fish. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, she has a sensitive nose, so everyone must chew gum from a bowl outside of her office before talking to her. She has a sensitive nose? That's what she says. So everyone has to chew a piece of gum from a bowl outside of her office before talking to her. It's like half her sex life going out the window there. And if she thinks you smell that day, you have to go home and take a shower and then come back to work. (laughs) A new staff member was told every day she picks someone different basically to hate. It's not your fault. Just suck it up for the day. (laughs) And it's it's just a a Twitter thread just full of people's stories about her. So uh, apparently she's... Not didn't as,
1: a lot of people get fired though, like like senior executives. I believe a couple of producers, a got, couple yeah. of uh, yeah. senior producers got fired. All right, yeah.
2: There's a lot of people who are going down with that ship.
1: Showtime did it again. I don't know why I gave them a second chance to do this to me. <laughs> they they canceled <laughs> Penny Dreadful right in the middle of of a season. So did you watch Penny Dreadful a no. couple of years ago? No, you never saw it. It was on Showtime. And it was kind of the shared universe of monsters in the 1800s. So at the end, I think it had Dracula, but it definitely had a werewolf. It had Frankenstein. It had Dorian Gray. You know, so it was kind of this this whole you know like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen shared fictional universe thing. So they do two seasons of it, but then they cancel it, and you're left hanging. I mean, I think they finally. Like hurry up and just kind of jump to the last episode. Uh Well, they bring it back last year as "Pity Dreadful," and it's set in Los Angeles in the 1930s. It's the lead up to World War II. It's set in the barrio, so it has a lot to do with Santa Muerta and all this stuff. And yeah, some watching the thing. Uh They canceled it. All right. the first season, yeah, the first season ended on a real cliffhanger, and they did it again. They canceled Penny Dreadful. Yet again, you don't you don't get a third shot with me, Showtime. <laughs> I mean, unless it looks awesome. There's your cancel it's culture. Really got to look good. Cancel yeah, I'm canceling Showtime. Except I'm not. Uh, they'll our, get you again, They Will get you again. Somehow they'll find a way. I guess. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us today, everybody. Have a great weekend. Uh, we will talk to you tomorrow morning.